Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Nevin. Hey boys, it's uh, me, Jacob, again. Hi. It was a long breath in, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I need to breathe. <laughs> Aye, but there's breathing, then there's just fucking shooking up all the oxygen in the fucking... What the fuck? You sound like you're taking a draw. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> fucking hell. I need one for this movie. Oh. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, so, welcome to the, sh- the show this week. We're going to be covering Blade 2 from 2002. Nice synchronicity with the years. Oh, it twos. Oh, it twos. All the twos. Oh, yeah. Aye. <laughs> Much like the giant number two this film takes on the first film. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, it's not. Not, not that I'm biased. It's not that. No, nah, it's, it's not that bad. It's, I'm, I'm being kind of hyperbolic there, right? Yeah. But uh, fucking. It's a decent enough movie. But before we do get into it, how have you been, my friend? I've been alright, yeah. Just uh, been uh, chilling mostly. Um, still playing that Mad Max video game. I can't remember if I mentioned that last week's episode. But you I'm did, yes, you did, yeah. But I'm playing that shit. Still haven't watched the movies, but I'll get around to it at some point. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I do have I do have a copy of Fury Road if you want to borrow it. I ended up paying like £2 extra on Prime and I'm going to fucking use it. So, <laughs> you know. Fuck Amazon. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'll watch them eventually. Uh, nah, the game's pretty good though. It's 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 not one of these games where I can sit down and play it for hours on end. I need to take little breaks in between here and there, but it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't I didn't complete it for that same reason. I was just like being like, yeah, so I just fucking I took a break and then that break just never stopped. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but a, a slight change. Um, Go on. I do have something I've listened to. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Kerry King, one of the guitar players of Slayer. He's uh, coming out of a solo album in May. And, you uh-huh. know, I'm not immensely hyped for it or anything, but he dropped a single for it, so I listened to that. And it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Kerry King, full mm. stop, with or without Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's he's good for what he'd done for the band and, you know, his contributions to it can't be kind of understated. He did kind of... You know, his riffs did kind of put them on the map, especially uh, later stuff with likes of Raining Blood. But, like, I don't know, his solo stuff just doesn't really... He's only done this one solo thing, but yeah, he's, yeah. it's just kind of... It's very um, 2000s Slayer, where it's, like, just really... Just fast as fuck. Fast as fuck, you know, kind of monotonous. It's, it's fine for what it is, you know, it's nothing groundbreaking. I'll check the album when it comes out, but I like it, but, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be too enthused about it. Um, I like the lineup that he's got. Uh, it's the fucking... He's, he's got an all-star band. Ooh. <laughs> he's got um, Rob Casta, I can never pronounce his fucking name, his surname. The singer from Death Angel. Um, yes. He's got the vocals from Death Angel, who kind of sounds like Tom Araya when he want, when he wants to. Yeah, yeah. You can do a decent um, uh, sort of uh, facsimile. Yeah, Death, Death Angel are a great band. Oh, I like them. Yeah. Um, on second guitar, he's got uh, Phil Demel, who used to be in uh, Violence and uh, Machine Head. He's fucking great. I like Machine Head. Machine um, Head, let's go. Bass player is uh, Kyle Sanders, who's in Hell Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Who's in Hell Yeah. Who's in Hell yeah. Uh, I also found out, I didn't know this. I don't know how I didn't know this. He's the brother of uh, of the bass player and occasional vocalist, uh, Troy Sanders, <laughs> who's in 
Mastodon. So, you know. I like how you had to look down at your shirt for the band name there. He is wearing a Mastodon shirt, by the way, just to clarify. Hell yeah. yeah. And drums, they have Paul Bostaff, who uh, replaced Dave Lombardo twice in Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been in a bunch of other bands. He's been in Testament. He's been in Exodus. He's He's, he's been he's, around. His stuff that he'd done with Testament, shit hot, by the way. Oh yeah, shit. Really that, fucking good. Well, I, I think the stuff you did in Exodus was actually better. It was the fucking Death Amphetamine song. You know? Oh yeah, that yeah. Shit, that's, that shit's fucking. Ooh. That is good. Ooh. But Paul Bostaff's a great drummer. Um, but yeah, so this Kerry King album, cannot remember the name of it, but that's gonna when it comes out. But it's coming out in May, so I'll listen to it at some point, you know. But but I've been listening to a lot of uh, hardcore music as well, so you know, not hardcore. Like, oh, sweet hardcore man. But like hardcore punk that sort of shit yeah so, so fucking gel and a lot of blues I've been listening to fucking Pat Travers oh fuck yeah <laughs> Pat Travers oh now we can fucking talk let's go well fucking uh, what was it snorting whiskey drinking cocaine all that fuck shit fuck yeah hell yeah I've been listening to that and some Stevie Ray Vaughan and fucking uh... anytime I hear his name I just think of the fucking South Park joke <laughs> I listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan's brother oh yeah Jimmy Vaughan <laughs> And fucking uh, who else? Fucking I've been on a weird like seventies rock kick lately as well. It's, Fair. So so it's a weird time in my household <laughs> for music. So uh, uh, <laughs> I've been listening to uh, since I found out I found out very recently that they're coming to Glasgow on a tour. Uh, I've been listening a lot to a band called Assamville, mm. which are kind of like I, I described it to you earlier as what you know how kind of what airborne are to acdc and that they started out very fucking similar and then airborne just kind of fucked off and started doing their own thing uh Assamville are kind of like that but to motorhead so a lot of their earlier stuff is essentially motorhead light at least and that is not in any way i dig at them it's fucking really good stuff but it is quite derivative of what motorhead were doing and then as the albums kind of progress they start to put in kind of more and more of their own style and their own kind of uh sort of spin on it and to the point where there are now like a full-fledged kind of band of their own still with that motorhead influence in in there especially in the vocals but yeah good shit i'm telling you you need to check out some like black thrash bands like midnight and fucking knife and hell ripper and all these things you might might you know i might listen to hell ripper just because they're i say i say local as close to local as you can get for the scottish metal scene really from aberdeen uh but yeah (laughs) that's mental that as far as like the scottish metal scene is concerned that's a local band to us because there's so few metal acts in scotland there's seer seer are pretty good seer are pretty good but you know yeah I've had this wild and crazy idea that i've been floating around in my head for a while that i might do myself i don't know but Go on my Spotify, I have bands on my liked list. I just whenever I hear something, I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. I'll put them on my like list. Um, I have bands in there dating back to like the 1960s. So I'm thinking of yeah. like doing this fucking strange thing where I just put them all in an Excel spreadsheet and like fucking put them all chronologically and just listen to all their albums like as they came out, as if I was in the 60s onwards. You know. And just listen to that shit. So or it's just like, addled out your fucking mind. So it's just kind of like the evolution of fucking... The evolution of music. Evolution of rock music, yeah. So so eventually... Uh, That's kind of a cool idea, I'm not going to lie. So eventually I'll get to like some weird shit. Well, eventually I'll get to like, you know, the weird point where it's like, oh, it's the, it's the, it's the early 80s, you've still got the fucking 70s bands, but you've also got thrash. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, some weird shit in there. So you're going back and forth from like, you know, what is basically just blues but sped up to blues but sped up and loud as fucking screaming all the fucking time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, not screaming, more shouting for thrash, but yeah. 
yeah so i don't know i don't know if i'll do that at some point if i do i'll i might update his but it'll be weird it'll be starting out being like in the 60s so it's like i listened to the beatles first album yeah <laughs> it's 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 beatles <laughs> so you know <laughs> pretty sure the only reason they were popular is because it was the first time in history women were allowed to be horny uh but yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, i don't know elvis go. elvis they got horny for elvis yeah, they both risen to fame roughly about the same time, 50s, 60s. Elvis was earlier, but yeah. The Beatles were the 60s, but yeah, yeah, Elvis was in the 50s. But, but um, kind of his meteoric rise to fame. I don't know, Hound Dog came in like 57 or Yeah, something. true, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I've, I've been... But it's a similar time period. Yeah, I've been floating around that idea in my head, so I might do that. Or I might just be lazy be and not do that. <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> <I might> just... <laughs> I've got this great idea for a project, but you know what? I might just fucking not... <laughs> so, well, you know, uh, if I do do it, I'll I'll update you. you, know, so. <laughs> you said do do. I did, but if uh, if I do it, I'll update you and be like, I listen to uh, the pretty. I listen to the pretty things by I don't know. Fucking great band, by the way. Uh, I listen to SF Sorrow by the Pretty Things. Oh, <laughs> but you know, there's some weird there's some weird shit like uh, on my liked list on Spotify, like yeah. some bands you wouldn't expect me to listen to. But yeah. Like yes. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Uh, outside outside the music industry, I've been playing a lot of uh, DC games recently because uh, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League just came out recently. To it's uh, fucking shit. You know the the crowd the crowd goes mild uh, in response mm. to that game. I wouldn't call it shite, but it's certainly not great. Mm. Uh, and as a result, I was like, okay, let's go back and kind of try and give Gotham Knights a fair shake because I kind of shat upon that for no reason other than it wasn't an Arkham game. Uh, so played through that got about I'd want to say like two three hours into the game before in, before reinstalling Arkham Knight and playing that instead hell yeah because <laughs> why they, oh, it's such a it's such a shit game mm. uh, Gotham Knights it was so bad I just could not get into it in the slightest and then just started replaying Arkham Knight and I'm having the time of my fucking life because yeah, I love that game Arkham Knight is good Arkham Knight yeah. is good Mm-hmm. Give me Arkham Origins on the PS4 at least. Yeah, you yeah. bastards. Although, speaking of which, in this again thematic, are you looking forward to the Blade game that was announced? Uh, although we did talk a little bit about this in Blade One, but no, because I haven't seen anything about it. So, uh, <laughs> although, although I am interested that it's uh, the fact that it's Arcane Studios doing it does have me kind of does have my ears pricked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, with obviously Dishonored One, Dishonored Two, Prey. Uh, Deathloop was also really good but then again they did also Death make Deathloop was kind of shit it was, I, I enjoyed it for what it was I enjoyed Although, it speaking of Blade video games yes I, I did see the trailer for uh, the Blade 2 video game on PS2 oh yeah it that was, was a fucking thing it was fucking shit it's so bad <laughs> I kind of want to add it to my collection just because you should get that in the uh, Van Helsing game yeah oh that's, God, a movie that, we, that's a movie we should do is at that some the point next is is that the next stage of my collection now that I do buying shite games? No, not just shite games. Shit movie tie-ins. Like I'll get like the fucking the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory game. I'll get like the fucking. Do you have the the video game uh, tie-in for Hulk that has nothing to do with the movie? I don't know if I still do. I know I did as a kid, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, that was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really the Bruce Banner missions were always really fucking annoying because you buy the game to play as Hulk, obviously, and then you spend like half the game just fucking doing stealth missions doing shitty stealth yeah and you can still beat the shit out of uh, fucking soldiers as Bruce Banner it's great oh yeah oh well you can try 
No, I, I used to do it all the time. I never did the stealth. I just kind of you like, just kicked fuck out everybody. Yeah, I just kept on punching them in the face. I was like, yeah, this elite soldier was taken down by weedy little Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be fair, is it Eric Banner? So yeah, he's he's hardly weedy. They couldn't play Chopper. Like, come on, to fuck. But no, uh, like that's here's a movie we should do at some point. Van Helsing. What the fucking Hugh Jackman one? Yeah, yeah. Directed by the guy that did the Mummy and the Mummy Returns. Yeah. <laughs> okay and future episode because it is going to be a future episode Deep Rising <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean yeah so it's going to be interesting mm. to say the least mm. yeah Blade 2 <laughs> yeah so <laughs> let's, yeah, let's get into it shall we so yeah. uh, I do have to admit one thing before we get into the vitals I do know the IMDB rating for this because I was looking up the cast oh you bitch <laughs> When I was doing my notes, I had to look. Up, I had to get the cast list up in order to remember the names of half of these cunts when I was writing my notes. <sighs> so I do know that it was a six point seven on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So but anyway, Blade just, Two. Just for full transparency. Blade Two, directed by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yes, uh, one of the rare instances in which he does not have a writing credit. I don't know if it's the only one. That he doesn't have a writing credit. He might have done another one, but I'm pretty sure this is one of very few movies, at least, yeah. that he directed but did not have a hand in writing. And you can tell. Yes, you can tell. <laughs> uh, written, written by fucking... He sometimes comes up with absolute shite, sometimes he comes out with gold, David S. Goyer. <laughs> this is somewhere in the middle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is uh, just straight up man. Yeah, again, this is based on the characters by uh, Marv Wolfson and Gene Colan. Yes. Again, I haven't read the comics. I want to find some comics, but I can never find any for fucking sale. So yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to find Blade comics. Like when when this film first came out, or so when this series was kind of coming out and at its height, uh, Blade comics were very popular and it was easy to come across them. But more recently, it's been a bit of a pain in the ass because the characters kind of died a death a little bit. Well, I'm hoping with this game coming out and like this new MCU Blade movie that they'll that's still start. in production hell. Yeah, but it's slated to come out at some point, so... I'm so hoping... hopefully that will kind of get us some new yeah. Blade in the mix, yeah. Budget! I think the budget was. Well, here's the thing. Looking at it, right, I would say this has a fairly similar budget to uh, X-Men. Mm-hmm. And that was about, like, 70 or 80, so I'll say... X-Men was 75. So I'll say this. I'll say that... It's the same studio, so I'll say they upped the budget for this one and go... Different studio. Is it a different studio? Yeah, this is New Line. Fuck it, okay. Oh, right, fuck, New Line or Cheap Skates. Uh, fucking 50 million. 54. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take that. Box office. How much did it pull in? Uh, it definitely made its money. I'll go... I'll say it doubled its money. I'll say it done 108 million. 155. So far more than double then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's a decent haul. It's pretty good. Enough to get another sequel. It's more than pretty good. That's fucking brilliant. Enough to get another sequel there, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know the IMDb, 6.7 out of 10. All yes. right, Rotten Tomatoes critic score, over 100. Uh, let's go with 65. 57. Oh, fuck, okay. Then the audience score? Again, I'll say 65. 68. Oh, okay. Blade 2, it's, uh, it's divisive. <laughs> yes, and honestly, I can kind of see why. Because mm. even watching it myself... I could feel like my opinion was consistently changing with like each scene. Mm-hmm. Like there would be a moment or just be like, okay, I'm in this. This is fucking great. This is better than Blade One. I'm loving it. And then I would get a, then the next scene would just be like, 
two cunts talking with like really shitty David S. Goyer dialogue and I'm just like oh no yeah, yeah, like, I do not enjoy this anymore yeah for the most part the action scenes are pretty good then they talk <laughs> yeah that's I mean if that yeah. doesn't just sum up David S. Goyer's work for the most part I mean fuck me I don't know he had a hand in writing the Dark Knight trilogy so he had a hand in it yeah. different from being the main screenwriter mm. I feel like I feel like to give that's the I feel like to give him full credit for that is the equivalent of sure saying like fucking Rob Liefeld no, created I, no I'm actually pretty sure he did write Batman Begins like the full thing okay okay so so I'm kind of like alright cool you come out of gold every once in a while and then just and then you shit the bed yeah I wouldn't say turds but you know he yeah. does shit the bed yeah, yeah fairly frequently but yeah yeah well let's get into this yes okay so Okay, so the film begins with a tram making its way through the streets of Prague as a shady-looking guy walks up to the pa- Pariska blood bank. Oh, Prague. Aye. <laughs> uh, the shady guy sits down and tells this hooded figure next to him that this place will pay cash for blood donations. There's no limit to how many times you donate, and they even accept it in a jar, and he produces a fucking mason jar. Yeah, where the fuck did with he... With blood in it. <laughs> how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> I... It's like... <laughs> I feel like that maybe sampled. I feel like that maybe started out as a sample for the doctors, and they just went, "Oh fuck! Well, at least I can make cash off it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a woman in a suit comes and takes a hooded man, who we will later find out is called Jared Nomak, uh, downstairs while asking them the standard questions regarding blood donations. Uh, do you take drugs? Yeah, the standard kind of questions. The standard questions. Do you have any fucking family that will miss you? <laughs> I don't think that's a standard question. That's much later. That was that is much later. Uh, it says, "Where'd you get this, that scar in your chin?" He says, "Childhood accident." Also, oh, this guy speaks like he's fucking just Christian Bale Batman. He does a little bit, yeah. And it's, I, it's, I was trying to figure bizarre. out how I recognised this guy because I know his voice very well. And then fans of Guillermo del Toro's work, specifically the Hellboy franchise will recognise Jared Nomak as none other than Prince Noada, the main antagonist from Hellboy 2. Yeah, he's Luke Goss. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, uh, I didn't recognise him from Hellboy 2. Do I recognise him from? What, from his fucking band? No, his band is <laughs> shite. Yeah, he was a drummer in a fucking 80s teen pop band called Bros <laughs> with his brother, because hence the name bros and they're fucking shite but no i knew him from uh i knew him from the fucking straight to dvd sequels to death race oh yeah he plays frankenstein in those doesn't he yeah yeah uh, terrible terrible shit you know great he's, shit he's a fucking budget version of jason statham which is what and that's that's even funnier because jason statham was in the original death race so there you go yeah he's a fucking dollar store version of Jason Statham I wouldn't call him that at least not in, not in this movie and certainly not in Hellboy 2 I would when he was playing <laughs> nah I, would, I definitely nah, would fuck no yeah. oh, so oh, Nomak is taken into a separate room as the woman informs him that they found some strange results from his blood work yeah, he's then strapped walking, to a chair also walking past this other room that's just completely covered, covered in, blood. in blood it's yeah. like oh yeah, yeah, yeah I mean I've had my blood taken before but nothing like this before <laughs> yeah <laughs> they didn't fuck it up that bad so he's taken into this separate room and he says they found some strange results from his blood work. He's then strapped to a chair 
and the man in the room dons a, a nightmare on Elm Street 3 looking like syringe glove. I also thought that the guy that was like the technician in this room, I thought he looked a lot like the fucking Udo Kier character from, yes. from the first Blade. I was like, oh fuck, is he back after after getting like the fucking sunburn from hell? Yeah, he does look very similar, but nah. But nah, I guess all Eastern Europeans just look alike, so you know. Fucking what? This, this, film was shot in, this film was shot in Eastern Europe and Udo uh, Kier is a European man okay then uh, so are we technically yeah but we're not from mainland Europe uh, so, <laughs> so the man starts panicking at first and is apparently crying but then he starts to laugh <laughs> not like that you fud mm. <laughs> he springs forward from the chair and bites down the woman's neck spraying blood all over the nearby wall a guard shoots him in the back and and Nomak throws him up against the wall, apparently snapping his neck and killing him. Uh, the last guy, the one with the gloves, tries to escape, but Jared catches him and then notices a CCTV camera. Uh, just before Ori delivers a killing blow, he speaks in a foreign language saying, Vampires. Yeah, I hate like... vampires. I think yeah. this is like the ancient vampire language. Yeah, he's just speaking the, the vampire movie. language from the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. They all do that. He then opens his mouth to reveal some fucking sick-looking tendrils, uh, which then leap into the camera. Cut to black, cue the music, roll the credits. And get some opening narration from Blade. Forget what you think you know. Vampires exist. Yeah, as he catches like, up on his powers and introduces us to his allies. The music in this opening scene kind of reminds me of. Um, uh, there's an industrial band called the My Life with the Thrill with the th- yeah. My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. Right. That is a tough one to be fair. <laughs> yeah, people just call them Thrill Kill Cult sometimes, but yeah. uh, they did a lot of songs for the crew. But anyway, uh, they've got a song called. Uh, uh, oh. Fuck, what was it called? Uh, gay, Black and Married, I think. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like stuff that you would hear on that. It's, it's, right. it's, it's fucking good. <laughs> good shit, yeah. So we hear through that. Uh, he then said, is, with regards to Whistler, he says, I should have finished him off. Now I'm hunting him. So my first thought was, did Whistler just fucking miss that suicide shot from the first movie? No. They I, do explain it later yeah. on. On that apparently shortly after he had atten- he had shot himself, he then turned into a vampire almost immediately afterwards, which kind of saved him. So, like almost as the bullet was travelling through him, his healing power kicked in. Sucks for him. Yeah, that is that's fucking <laughs> shit timing, man. That is so bad. Mm. Uh, we get a pretty great action scene to kick things off after the title card, which showcases Blade's ability in some fairly cool ways. And this uh, opening action scene definitely shows you this movie is a is a post matrix movie oh yeah because you get bullet time you get shitty ps2 cg you get yeah. fucking <laughs> you get cg which didn't even look that good at the time i should remind you like we're shit better than score better than mummy returns better than mummy returns and better than scorpion king after it definitely is it better than a uh, matrix reloaded that fight scene or? i don't know that did look pretty fucking bad <laughs> but i Matrix Reloaded gets away with it for me just because of how fucking cool the overall fight scene was. Mm-hmm. So you don't really notice the shit CG unless you're like really proper, like dialed into it. Mm. Because like again, the fight scene and what the Do you know what Wachowskis were doing with that was so fucking cool. Um, also, this this also shows that this movie came out in the early two thousands. Asians on motorbikes. There you go. <laughs> That was a thing. That was a trope in the early 2000s action movies. See, now that you say it, I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, so it was. It was like constant. You know what we need in this movie? Asians on sports bikes. Fuck yeah. So the vampires he's hunting attempt to escape on motorbikes. Uh, We get some pretty decent updated effects for the vampire deaths. 
Still not amazing, but better than the first film. It's weird. These when the normal vampires die, it looks like shit. But when these fucking reapers die and they look like Doctor Manhattan uh, when they blow up blue yeah. and all that shit, looks pretty good. It looks all right. Uh, we get another cool date down with the the uh, glaive from the first movie, and I swear to fuck, there's a bit where this motherfucker blows a kiss to his car. Yeah, because he's uh, he jumps on the vampire's motorcycle. Yeah, and, and then like stops it from stops crashing, it into, from crashing his into, his into his car, and then goes, and then fucking moves on. The boy loves his car. A bit too much. Mm. Uh, so he then and finds the final vampire who lays out and interrogates him who lays out that Whistler turns shortly after shooting himself but he doesn't know where they keep him. He then holds his head to the back wheel of his motorbike and revs the fucker. Mm-hmm. Again, great interrogation scene here. It does an Arkham Knight. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to a bunch of gangster vampires snorting what I assume is crystallised blood. <laughs> yeah... Uh, kind of a fucking cool concept I'm not going to lie I don't know how much that would change the maybe just... ingesting process right right but do, you, like, do you actually want an explanation for this right so <laughs> I don't know that I do will this incriminate you I mean technically they can't really do anything about it it was like more than two years ago who cares fuck it right but uh, so if you snort something it does enter your bloodstream faster so they're prob- that's why they're probably doing it so it gets them that hit instantly right because you can ingest that sort of stuff like you know orally and it just kind of doesn't do much takes a while um but yeah if you do it up your nose gets there faster blow it in your ass gets there fastest i haven't done that but like (laughs) (laughs) but uh (laughs) but yeah so blade bursts into the room and so begins another fight scene involving some pretty great stunt work i like the uh, the one i like the one vampire's using as a fucking shield he's getting shot he's like it's not silver but it still hurts like hell yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blade eventually finds Whistler suspended in what looks like a mix but from like the pods in the Matrix and back to tanks from Star Wars. He's in a pot still in a whiskey distillery. Fuck, he is. He is. <laughs> he fully is. Yeah. That's what they're in. Uh, ah, Whistler whiskey. Uh, <laughs> tastes like old alcoholic, man. <laughs> doesn't all whiskey, kind of? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Blade breaks him out of the tank and prepares to kill him but can't bring himself to do it, instead opting to take him home. Uh, Blade pulls up to the base and is that fucking Norman Reedus? Yeah, it's uh, baby Norman Reedus. It's baby Norman Reedus. It's a baby Reedus. Uh, and Not doing the... a southern accent. No, no, just being like a kind of fucking stoner dude. Basically. Yo, what's going on, B? <sighs> he's kind of like, he's. it's giving like shades of Jesse Pinkman <laughs> <laughs> from Breaking Bad. But like years, you know, like a proto-Pinkman, if you will. Mm. Right? Mm. <laughs> He likes Powerpuff Girls, apparently. Apparently, yeah. It's all constantly on the telly. <laughs> uh, he replies, you didn't kill him? Uh, the two pull him into a room and Blade injects him with some kind of mad detox thing. Supposedly, it'll cure him of his thirst. Like a heroin addict. Yeah, but if it... <laughs> Blade then leans in close to Whistler and tells him that in the morning, they'll be opening the blinds, whether he's cured or not. Essentially saying, we are bringing in the sunlight. If you're cured, great, you'll be fine. If not, fucking sayonara. Where is fucking scientist lady from the first movie? Totally fucking absent they don't... from this entire franchise. They don't even reference her in the slightest. Hmm. I don't even think she's brought up in the fucking... Intro. Intro. And if she is, it's like a one passing line. But yeah. I didn't catch anything. No. Yeah, she's just not here. <laughs> at all. She was too busy. <laughs> yeah. She was away doing other things. Or maybe she's dead. Who knows? Fuck knows. 
So Blade goes upstairs and grabs his gun from the first movie. He then remembers Whistler's final words to him from that movie and loads the pistol. We cut to the next morning. He walks into the room where they left Whistler and opened the blinds. How do you feel? Like hammer shit. <laughs> ah, you're back, boy. Yeah. Oh, so Blade <laughs> tells Whistler how he found him while Whistler cleans himself and is introduced to Blade's new mechanic, Scud. Now, I need to explain something here, right? Mm-hmm. I could not stop fucking laughing every time they said this cunt's name. Scud. Because Scud means something different in Scotland. Are you familiar with what a Scud book is? No. <laughs> right. So to be to, so to be in the Scud is to be naked, right? So a Scud book would be like Nuts Magazine or Playboy. That's a Scud book, right? Are you sure that's just a whole Scotland thing, or is it just an Ayrshire thing? Like no, Ken? no, that's Glasgow as well. Mm. That's a, that's a West of Scotland thing. Mm. Trust me. Mm. Trust me, because they reference it in Still Game. That's how I know it's not just mm. Ayrshire. Okay, whatever. Because they, they make a big joke where it's just like, you can't judge a book by its cover, and then one of them just replies, unless it's a scud book. Mm. <laughs> it's like, aye, you know what you're getting with a good hey, scuddy. But hey, aye. hey, porn, how are you? <laughs> Go make me another gun, so, yeah. porn. Hey, hey, porno. They just call him scud, the third time, I'm just like, ah, fucking scud. And I did not pay attention to a single word this cunt says, because when he's on screen, I'm just laughing at his fucking name. When he gets high and he listens to hip-hop music, he's a little white boy rapper stoner man. He's a good boy. Sounds like a really shit superhero. White boy rapper stoner man. Whoa, ganja man. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but shite. <laughs> I do actually have a couple of comics that I got. Well, I didn't get them. I was given them um, from Glasgow Comic Con called uh, Ganja Man. <laughs> They're fucking shite, but you know. They sound it. <laughs> They're terrible. So, uh, interesting point of order with regards to uh, Scud's outfit here. Yeah, he's, he's wearing, wearing the Hellboy, Hellboy t-shirt. Yes. yes, with the BPRD logo. Yeah. Across it. Uh, the two buttheads but are forced to stop when the layer's security alarms go off and they are invaded by, and I shit you not, we're vampire our, ninjas. We're risking our whole operation. Our operation? Yeah. <laughs> I set up this operation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris Christopherson, you little fucking... So, yeah, so Ugh. Norman hits what, what Blade refers to as the god lights and we get a fucking kick-ass fight scene. Uh, Blade using the sheath of his sword to parry attacks with his offhand is a particular highlight for myself. Do you think is, that Guillermo, is a technique that was actually used in uh, sword combat? Do you think Guillermo del Toro was like, you know, these ninja guys, they're pretty cool, but what if I made one a Nazi? And then Hellboy happened. <laughs> well, did you see who did the concept art for this movie? Who? Mike Manola. So, there you go. <laughs> yes! So, there you go it's probably something there I fucking knew I liked these designs mm. I fucking knew it I didn't know that I didn't know that going in I didn't know that Magnolia had anything to do with this fucking film or this franchise at all right but fuck yes yeah, he was there yes I'm into it pity the movie's shit yeah so <laughs> the fight scene goes on for a little mm. bit and eventually comes to a close when one of the ninjas reveals that they are here to send a message from the ruling body of the vampire nation Apparently they're offering a truce to Yeah, Blade. he says like, yeah, your people fired first. Why not just knock on the door and be like, yeah, yo. Yeah, just be like, hey, happening? <laughs> Instead of invading in full-blown ninja gear. Yeah. <laughs> With your swords drawn, you cunts. To be fair, I don't think they... Did they have their swords drawn or was it... I'm pretty sure after, they did. Or did they draw them after a fucking whistler shot at them? I don't know. Ah, oh, they might have done, yeah. But yeah, the fucking... But anyway, uh, Blade asked the ninjas to take off 
off their masks. And once again, holy fuck, it's Danny John Jules, <laughs> from Re- who Red Dwarf fans will recognise as Cat. Oh, I don't really know him from Red Dwarf. I know him from a fucking... The BBC light entertainment crime murder mystery show Death in Paradise, yeah. where he's putting on it. Yeah, I that as well. And because because I never really watched Red Dwarf, um, I was very surprised to hear him speaking with an English accent because usually he's putting on a fucking American. Or no, not American. So in Red Dwarf, he has a kind of American accent when he's cat. But yeah. Well, no, in uh, Death in Paradise, he's putting on a fucking Caribbean accent. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Is it decent? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair. I've not really watched much of Death in Paradise, so oh, it's I fucking shit. Don't it. bother. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so I'll be honest, I cannot take this cunt seriously for the full because the full time I'm just watching because he's got the vampire teeth and everything, so he's got like it looks like cat, <laughs> just with yellow eyes. Well, half the time I was expecting to be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this, man." So I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and other ninja lady. Yeah, so the man introduces himself as Assad, and to the the woman as Nisa. Oh, sorry, Nisa. She's played by Nisa uh, of the fucking shop. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I'm a corner shop. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's played by uh, Lenore Varela. Yeah, she's Chilean. See, right, <laughs> right, right. Okay, right. I'm gonna say it right now, she's fucking shit. Um, ah, that's a bit harsh. She's not very good. Uh, her line delivery isn't great, and that's probably no fault of her own. English isn't her first language. Yes. She was in a bunch of Chilean movies. She's probably good in like fucking, you know, Spanish language movies, but here you can tell that she's kind of hmm <laughs> not her, very her performance is quite flat. Yeah. Uh, at points. Very wooden. Yes. She's you can tell she's kind of struggling with the the English language here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. So fair enough. We then get this like and you have been our worst enemy, but now there's something else loose on the streets. Something worse than you. Uh, so it would appear that we have a classic enemy of my enemy situation. <laughs> uh, the group then head to the vampire headquarters in a helicopter. Uh, Nisa expresses I have something her, about this scene. Before you do. Uh, Nisa expresses her disappointment that Blade came along with them so easily. Uh, Scud replies, just telling Blade to show her. He opens his coat to reveal enough explosives to level an entire city block. Magneto should learn from him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just watching this. Is, you're still disappointed. <laughs> And you can see she has like this kind of smirk on her face. All right, like, Charles, oh, I got point. this idea from a vampire. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna blow the shit out of the Statue of Liberty next time. Now I, I have a, I have a, a bit of information about this scene in the helicopter. Hit me. That isn't Wesley Snipes. Because if you notice, he's very out of focus the entire time. So Wesley yeah, Snipes, yeah, yeah. Wesley Snipes uh, was in three movies that came out in 2002. So he was not available to be on set all the time so in scenes where it wasn't really necessary that he'd be there they just got a stand-in to be him and he would just overdub his line later so that's why he's very much out of focus wow. or, or shot from the back that's hilarious there's a couple of other scenes but I can't yeah, really it's point clear, out it's, yeah where it's kind of the stand-in's it's clear because it's clear they're shooting him from behind or like mm-hmm. he's out of focus as fuck they do it a lot more in the third Blade movie yeah because he just did not but, fucking like that <laughs> Cut. yeah yeah so you know so uh, they visit the overlord Eli Damaskinos. This guy's uh, Thomas Kreshman. He's yes. uh, he's like he's one of these European actors. He's German. He's like in a when he does like films in Europe. He's in a, like a lot of like you know drama type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, you know good movies. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whenever he does Hollywood, whenever he does Hollywood, he's always like, you know, <laughs> yeah, standard, the, the villain, yeah, you know? standard, like, oh, you have a European accent, therefore, bad guy. Yeah, he's the villain in Hostel Part Three. Remember that shit? The direct to DVD sequel to Hostel. I've not seen any of the Hostel movies. Oh, Hostel Part Three, right, right. They they decide to set Hostel Three in Vegas, where it turns into like they all they all bet on how they die and shit where it's like people watch that's them that's so fucking stupid uh, it's really bad <laughs> it's a really bad movie right moving on <laughs> uh, so the visit overlord Eli Damaskinos who is an ancient vampire looks vaguely Nosferatu-ish like he's got like the pointy ears and yeah, all the, pale skin and all that all the reapers look vaguely Nosferatu-ish as well more so than the ancient vampire I would say but yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks like do you know he looks like did you ever watch um, the TV version of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes he looks like the master he does yeah, yeah. especially when he's like going into his little fucking blood pool and he's like, yeah mm. big time he also so, looks kind of rubbery but you know oh yeah so apparently Blade did the Vampire Nation a favour by taking out Deacon Frost in the first movie. According to a man named Carol Conan. Yeah, Deacon Frost is a little bitch. This guy! He, he turns So Blade turns around and says, you're human. He says, barely. I'm a lawyer. This guy, you might recognise him uh, if he was using his actual voice because he was dubbed over. Uh, mm-hmm. He did a lot of the voices in GTA 4. Yes, he did. He wasn't, he wasn't Nico. He was... Um, Faustin and all yeah. that shit so he was, he was he's quite prominent he's a prolific here. voice actor yeah but I don't think he's using his actual voice in this movie no he is not no uh, he's, he is an Eastern European guy he's from the Czech Republic so, like, oh. so we think so the lawyer joke I'll admit it's a cheap joke but it's still got a laugh out of me I always thought though right so the tattoos that they have that all the, the familiars have they have like a little it looks yes. like the letter D on it mm-hmm. so I always assumed that was like because they said like oh yeah familiars each vampire has their own familiars I always assumed that the little letter D thing was for like familiars of Deacon Frost, but I guess not. I guess it's just all of them have the same tattoo. Let me let me remind you of the name of the ancient vampire in this, who they're all familiar to. Yeah, but it's the exact same Damaskinos. Yes, but it's the exact same tattoo. It's the exact same. I even went back and checked. Oh, is it like perfect match? They just copied and pasted. (laughs) All right, well, fuck that. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's just fucking lazy. So, uh, Conan and Damaskinos tell Blade that the vampire virus has mutated and a new strain has been discovered, dubbed the Reaper strain. Uh, Mass Effect fans all shite themselves. (laughs) We're going to turn to giant squid robots! (laughs) 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 The carrier of the Reaper strain, uh, Jared Nomak, can feed not only on humans, but vampires as well. He's also an edgy little bastard. Yes, yes, I love him. Uh, Assad compares the Reapers to crack addicts. Uh, saying their thirst is stronger than any known vampire, so they need to feed daily, and that they don't kill their victims. Yeah, when you instead look, they turn them into more reapers. Yeah, when they go back into the reaper lair or years and listening to the Limp Biscuit classic "Crack Addict." Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a fucking. That's not actually what happens, by the way. Although that would be totally fucking. That is totally like believable for this film soundtrack, though. Well, so don't say that shit. <laughs> that is the kind of shit I would expect from this film. The soundtrack of this movie, though, right? The first one was very industrial music. This one shit. is very much uh, early two thousands uh, rap and hip hop. Yeah, with a little bit of EDM in there. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's good. I like it. So at first, Blade refuses to help until Damaskinos points out that once the Reapers have eliminated the vampires, they'll still need to feed, and that's when humans go on the menu. So they want Blade to lead their tactical unit named the Blood Pack, who were initially created to hunt Blade down. Isn't the Blood Pack uh, the name of fucking mercenary team in Mass Effect as well? Uh, maybe? 
Yeah, the one led by all the Krogans and the fucking... Yeah, it's been Where out. Are you guys? Those aliens, I can't remember what they're called. But... The Rakshi, I think. I don't fucking know, but yeah, yeah. Are they called the Blood Pack? I think they are. Blood something. Yeah. Anyway. So, Blade and Whistler dis- discuss it. It says, what do you think? Sounds like a plan. What do you really think? They're, they're going to fuck us. us the first chance they get. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to fuck us, man. This is, honestly, this is a fantastic exchange between us three characters oh. with Scud, Blade and Whistler. Uh, we then cut to later that night. Uh, Jared meets up with a street corner drug dealer. Uh, he attacks Ooh. the dealer and feeds on him, leaving just enough for two other reapers to finish the job. Now, here's Drug Dealer 101 from Jacob Russo, right? Fucking hell. If you're a drug dealer and you're on the corner and you see some shady-looking crack fiend <laughs> motioning you to come away from the corner from public view into an alleyway, don't go. <laughs> you're going to get shanked, or in this case, eaten. So, you know... Don't do it. At the very least, your shit's going to get stolen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if Prague is full of drug dealers like this and vampires running around. Uh, I don't know. Glasgow might be. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think we talked about this, like, Blade in Easter House. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, there was that whole, like, fucking urban legend of, like, the Glasgow vampire and all yeah, that. Yeah, the Gorbo's so. vampire. Yeah, the Gorbo's yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. So uh, back at the base, Blade it meets the Blood Pack. Uh, some notable wi- members of which are Snowman, played by the legendary Donnie Yen. Why is he called Snowman? I don't know. Is but, it because he's cold as ice? Maybe. Or is Blade as cold as ice? I don't fucking know. I just know that it's Donnie Yen, and I fucking love him. Donnie Yen does uh, fuck all in this movie. He's he's so underutilized. He is the <laughs> although he was the fight coordinator. That doesn't for this mean film. shit when you do nothing in the movie. Yeah, he <laughs> was the fight coordinator from the film, and it does show in a lot of the fight scenes. Unfortunately, they are over edited to fuck. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, Donnie Yen. If you aren't familiar with his his work, I recommend Ip Man as well as his performance. And Rogue One was particularly good. Uh, one of the force, the forces would be. Yes, uh, Chirut Imwe is uh, his character's name in that. I don't know. I just know him as Blind Man. <laughs> yeah, Blind Stick Man. He does have the be- he has the best line in that entire film. It's when the the I'm Reb- fucking blind. When, when, <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. <laughs> when like the rebels are taking him to their base, they fling a hood over him. And he just goes, "Really? <laughs> I'm blind." <laughs> I'm <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> It was he was one step away from just going, Are you taking a fucking piss? <laughs> mm, mm. So we have Snowman played by Donnie Yen, Reinhardt played by Ron fucking Perlman. Apparently, in the original script. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kinda reference it a little bit where he calls him a Nazi, but like uh um apparently he was supposed to be a straight up Nazi and all his lines were to be in German. <laughs> yes. But you know, you know <laughs> they changed that. Thankfully that get changed. Yeah. No, he's just a neo Nazi now. <laughs> no, he's just a dick, yeah. <laughs> yeah just uh, a... And Priest, played by Scotland's own Tony Curran, who oh. is doing a Northern Irish accent in this movie. Prick. Fucking <laughs> 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 Just let him Why? Use, just let him use a Scottish accent. Why why the victory all there of prick? We're underutilised in movies. Oh, no, we are, yeah. That's, <laughs> right. Okay. Scottish people in movies, right? Can, this is changing now. We have three options, right? It's like, we're either historical drama, mm-hmm. engineers... Military men. Okay, no, okay, right, fuck it. Five, then. Uh, so, either it's historical drama, engineers, military man, criminal, <laughs> or dead. That's it. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. That's 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 the five options for a Scotsman in film. If you can break out from that and do something indecent, then guess what? Uh, you're in a BBC uh, produced comedy. Congratulations. I'm not gonna get uh, into so- it. I'm not gonna get into it. There is a bunch of theories around. If you want to get into the Scottish national thing, where you know um, we were we were trained to be. Uh, um, to find our accent in TV and movies cringeworthy so we don't like doing it so yes that is definitely a thing there is also the element of Scots uh, being effectively eliminated from schools so the language it was then associated with slang which in turn was associated with unprofessionalism so as a result the accent in general uh, became kind of fucked pricks uh, for film <laughs> Uh, not to mention with re- not to mention what they've done to the likes of regional dialects to this day with the likes of Disney's Brave subtitling what is actually perfectly uh, well spoken and and understandable Doric as Scottish gibberish uh, in the DVD and streaming release of fair, Brave. I think that's only like understandable to people from Scotland. I'm pretty sure because le- no, let me let me explain. Right? No, no, I understand Doric as its I, own language. Have... However, un- however, subtitling it as gibberish, they could have um... just said speaks Doric. Yeah. And that would have been fine, I or like have... speaking a Scottish dialect, or like just like again, but specifically subtitling it as gibberish. Because I have really uh... ri- right royally shits on because uh, I have a lot of people. You know, I have relatives in America, right, and they can understand my siblings because they were from Glasgow and they're relatively well spoken. <laughs> but then there's me with my Ayrshire accent and oh, no. this fucking I've, weird shit. I've had folk genuine like here's the thing, right? And he okay, can't understand a fucking it. word I say. This is turning into a whole other rant, right? I don't see if. If folk don't understand me, right? I don't. I don't instantly take offence to that because I know that the accent is difficult, right? It depends. It's the reaction to not understanding which is key, right? Because uh, we've both done call centre jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So we've both had. So we've probably both had interactions very similar to this one, right? Yeah, you put on like an English thing. Where you put on like not necessarily an English thing, but you do like the TV Scots. Yeah. Where instead of speaking Glasgow kinda, uni like Scott, I'm dangerous now, Glasgow, Glasgow uni, uni accent, <laughs> that is the fucking one you did, the Glasgow uni accent in order to get them to understand you. Or one person I had, right, I literally got said, like, I'll put on my customer service voice, right, to tell this story. Just went, hello and welcome to it. My name's Ben, how is it I can help you today? Fairly easy to understand. They just, they're literally, the person didn't align, surprise, surprise, London postcode. Uh, he said, Am I speaking... Uh, am I through to a Scottish call centre? said, well, You've got a good ear, sir. Yes, you are. Uh, can you transfer me through to someone that speaks English, please? <laughs> I said, excuse me? He said, uh, yes, uh, I need to speak to... I would rather speak to a English-speaking call centre. I went, I do speak English, sir. And she said, still all the same. I went, right, okay, you know what? Just put you on hold. I'll see if I can find someone that's available. I said to my manager what had happened, right? And he looked at me, burst out laughing, just went, yeah, transfer them. Uh, joke's on them. Uh, you know where another call centre was? India. Swansea. Fuck them. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, the Welsh. <laughs> Fucking Welsh. Oh. <laughs> get it right in you. Yeah. Speaking of the Welsh, <laughs> get up, yous. We beat you. Fuck off. Oh, God. <laughs> That was a fucking tight match, though. That was unreal. But who won? We did! Ah! By one fucking point, I swear to fuck. I aged about ten fucking years in that second half, man. I swear to fuck, man. I've got grey pubes now. I still haven't haven't finished that Welsh piss. (laughs) Pendering myth. It's literally one of the best whiskeys you have in your cupboard. Oh, it's great. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's one of the nicest whiskeys I've ever had, genuinely. But no, Tony Curran. What the fuck else is this guy being? 
So Tony Curran, doc, so right. Uh, he's fucking Doctor Who Van fans Gogh, will yeah. recognise him as Van Gogh from the truly heartbreaking episode uh, of Matt Smith's first uh, season as a Doctor. I did see a theory where it's like after the Doctor caused Van Gogh's death because he's like, I can only be famous when I die. Yeah, he also <laughs> appears in Underworld Evolution as well as the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's where I know him from. Fucking League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen, <laughs> directed by Stephen Norrington, who did Blade One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Underworld, that's a series we should look into. Yeah, as yeah. Yes. Uh, love guy. these guys. Chupa. Chupa. Yes, the vampire known as Chupa. He's Vince in Fast and Furious. Yes. Uh, I didn't recognise him at all because I've not seen those movies. Ooh. But it's but your face lit the fuck up when you saw this cunt. It's cause he's fucking playing the same character in this movie as he is in Fast and Furious. Just a cunt. Right. Just a cunt. See, this is like synchronicity. We need to do Fast and Furious at some point. No. No, we're going no, we're, I know we are going to. We we'll have going to. to. We've mentioned it too many times. Mm-hmm. So Blade taunts Reinhardt and goads him into attacking. There's also a, yeah. there's also a big Maori cunt and a fucking yeah. light hammer, is his name. And his girlfriend, who I did not catch the like, name of. Yeah, who's like fucking like neon red hair. Yeah, I didn't catch her name at all, did you? Uh, no. Mm. Uh, Blade taunts Reinhardt and goads him into attacking. Uh, he uses that is to plant a silver nitrate explosive on the back of his head, which he uses as leverage over the rest of the unit. Yeah, he taunts him, but, well, Reinhardt gets him by going, like, uh, saying some racist shit to him. Yeah, yeah, asking him if he blushes. Apparently, um, apparently this was something that Wesley Snipes wanted to add, wanted to add into the script because it was something that actually happened to him. <laughs> like Wait, was, shit, for real? Yeah, when he was, like, uh, when he was, like, a kid, so he was like, yeah, just put that in. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, so. Okay. So, Blade then says you want to catch the hunter, you start with the prey. Uh, Blade asks Asad and Nisa to take him to places where vampires congregate. They take him to the house of pain. Jump around. Jump up, jump up, but get down. Motherfucker. Jump, jump, jump. Everybody now, jump. <laughs> Imagine if that was the hold music for the Samaritans. Moving on. Uh, cut, to <laughs> cut to outside the house of pain. <laughs> Uh, Whistler arms the blood pack with the latest in vampire killing equipment. Uh, we get a pretty fun moment between Reinhardt and Blade as Reinhardt insults Whistler, and Blade responds by I arming the bomb and just saying, Keep pushing, asshole. <laughs> uh, we get a pretty fucking great tune as the pack walk into the House of Pain and begin oh, searching the attack. area. Massive attack. Massive attack. Know. Fuck yeah. I had a flatmate used to play this song all the time, so, yeah. so that was a yeah. blast from the past. Good shit. <laughs> uh, Nisa warm. Orn's blade that he is about to enter the vampire world, saying, just remember why we're here. Enter a fucking rave, mate! See, I've been to crazy parties, but not nothing as crazy as this shit, where people are, like, fucking... Just shagging in the dance floor, more or less. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, no, let's be no, honest. No, you've, no. <laughs> you've, you've been to the Savoy, you've seen that. No, so. I, I mean, like, I mean, like folks sticking, like, razor blades in their mouths and then kissing each other. And then yeah, that's... that. Getting fucking... their skin, their spines, like, fucking ripped out. To be fair, they are vampires. So, yeah, so um, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, did yeah. you see uh, Norman Reedus, right? So Norman Reedus is out in the van. Yes. Uh, he fucking... Did you see what... So he's eating, like, Krispy Kreme, right? Yeah. Did you see he fucking FedExed himself that? Because they're in the fucking... Yeah, did, they're in, yeah. Because they're in the Czech Republic. I don't, they don't have Krispy Kreme yeah, there. he FedExed himself Krispy Kreme. And then he... Then and then puts it in... It's the, most agree, it's the most egregious product placement I've seen uh, outside of, like, fucking Wayne's World with that, like, running gag. Where he, mm. like, sits... He, like, picks up the box, brings it right across the frame, sits it down, opens it up so that the, you can see the full fucking logo. Oh, opens it up, takes a bite, goes... 
Oh, yeah. It looks like goes, a fucking advert. And he goes, ah, oh, the second best Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Mother's Milk. Then he eats it. He does not say that. He says Mother's Milk. He does say Mother's Milk, The yeah. second best Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Mother's Milk. <laughs> what would you say is the best? Uh, it's a tie between Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, and Californication. Yeah, I'd probably give it to Blood Sugar. Mm. Oh, Blade, it begins walking through the rave, placing cameras throughout it. Uh, below the rave, the Reapers lie in the wait as they smell the presence of the Daywalker. Blade, take a fucking bath. Can you can right? you imagine the smell? Take a of fucking bath. Can you imagine the smell of this of this place though? Like, because you've got I, it's people, just. I, here's like, the thing: it's all vampires, right? So it must smell like rotten corpses. Well, they don't look rotten in this movie, so let's just assume that they don't. But, but, right? There is a lot of blood everywhere because they're cutting each other, right? There yeah. is dead people there because you see some vampires yeah. feeding on folk. So it must, but just, they're also, you must be able to like, smell the metal in the but air. But also, right, as you just mentioned, there's like fucking reapers below them. That They're they're all hanging about a fucking sewer grate, right? Yeah. And the floor to the club is just like metal grates. So the right. sewer... So it must <laughs> just smell like shit, blood and decay. <laughs> yeah, so the sewer gases are going to be going up there. Yeah. There's, all, there's also two extras I wanted to point out. Go on. Right? So there's a bit... Where it's after they're in the, the club, right? And Blade is scanning the scene, but he's standing on what looks like a stage, right? Yeah, and yeah. And there's a bunch of other people dancing, but there's one that's, like, dancing across the stage and, yeah. like, dances, like, dances in front of him. And you're just seeing this for, like, from kind of far back. So that, that yeah. extra was thinking, like, this is my chance. Yeah. This is my chance to look good, but they look, just look fucking drugged out, right? <laughs> there's, a, there's another person that we'll get to where um, Nisa, uh, or Nissa, I think is actually her name, but she's walking up the stairs and uh, she's walking past this one guy who just looks like he's fucking driving a car, but with, like, really, like, <laughs> broke arms. Is yeah, it? yeah. He's standing there. I know, I know this is a visual medium, but, like, he's... No, he's just, he's, like, straight-arming out the way and just moving <laughs> his hands up and down. Yeah. It's like, it's like right. what the fuck? Cool. And then yeah, she walks past he's basically guy. He's basically doing a slower, more jagged version of the bird is the word dance. From uh, like... <laughs> she, she walks past another guy that's clearly had a bit too much. And he's uh, just standing on by the stairs, leaning against the wall. It's like I've been there. Like, it's yeah. like I've been there, pal. <laughs> We've you'll, all been there. <laughs> you'll be right, son. You'll be right. Oh, uh, it's like uh, it's like the back corridor of La Cheetah's at like two in the morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we then see upstairs, uh, the pack spread out through the house of pain in their search for the reapers. Uh, we then cut to Scud as an unknown creature scurries across the roof of the surveillance bus. We see that Whistler, who previously had taken up a sniper post, is no longer there. He also calls him Toke Boy at one point. Yeah, I like I that. That was kind of funny. Uh, one of the Reapers manages to catch Nissa, and we see the entirety of the blood pack getting cornered one by one, while wait, Scud wait, you say she gets the fuck out. No, you say she gets captured, right? Here's what happens. She's walking in this room, right? There's no one around and her phone is dead. And then Out of fucking, the corner of her eye, she sees him. Well, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> but she's walking around this room and fucking what's the what's the villain's name? Fucking Nomak. Yeah, Nomak just pops up. Yeah, just like. So uh, she and she was looking in the direction that he pops up from. Yeah. So he must have just been slithering on the floor like a little fucking snake. Just yeah. Being like, <laughs> pops you know? up and he's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> just pops up and like grabs her. He's like, hello. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> She in my have you dubbed that? It's just a hiya. <laughs> I once I once entered my flat right. I was coming home from work right, and um, I won't name names, but uh, I entered the flat and uh, the hallway light was off and uh, I turned on the light and all I saw was my flatmate 
rolling around on the laminated floor in her underwear after taking mushrooms and covering herself in fucking coconut oil and going, I'm a slug. <laughs> so that's why I picture fucking Nomak doing, but you know. So one of the reapers, Nomak, uh, manages to catch Nisa, as we said earlier, it just kind of pops up like, hiya. Uh, we then see the entirety of the blood pack getting cornered one by one while Scud freaks the fuck out. Oh, we didn't mention it, but there's a part where um, where they're still looking around in the club. Yeah. Blade's in there and uh, fucking uh, Ron Perlman is just kind of like, it would be so easy. He's pointing his like... He's just pointing his pistol His red dot yeah. sight at Blade's, uh, Blade's heart. Yeah, and fucking he Troopa taps him. He's like, he's got you, bro. And you just see a red dot on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know. <laughs> and Blade just does that little smile to him, just like, yeah, I got you, motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> so, well, four Reapers try to break into the van and Scud's like freaking the fuck out. Uh, Blade finds Nomak holding Nisa hostage and Blade shoots him in the fucking head. Uh, in the club, a full-blown shootout occurs with each member of the blood pack showcasing their skills fighting Reapers. Uh, these Reapers prove to be seemingly bulletproof and say, completely immune to silver. You say showing their skills. One of them's showing their skills and that's fucking Donnie Yen. The rest Don- of them are just firing guns. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of them are just being like, fuck you! And then Donnie Yen's like, with... Sitting there with a fucking katana, just being like... The rest of them are just reenacting the fucking... Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> Boom. The rest of them are just reenacting the fucking no-Russian level, so, you know. More or less, yeah. They, I'm pretty sh- yeah, they take out a good chunk of that club, by yeah, the way. They, they also fucking, say... They also it's a massacre. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Reinhardt. Is that his name? Yeah, Reinhardt also says that, like, apparently, like, the club is, like, full of fucking, like... Half-breeds? Or half-breeds or mixed blood. Because, again, bringing back this whole idea of, like, blood supremacy from the first film. He's a little Nazi vampire. Mm. Yeah. Little <laughs> cunt. Did you ever play Blood Rain? I did, yeah. Oh, PS2. Is that yeah. good shit? Yeah, yeah it was kind of shite. Oh, okay. Uh, Have you seen the movie? That's really shite. Uwe Ball? Fuck that. I <laughs> saw oh. so one of the Reapers manages to feed makes to feed on priest and by god it is terrifying that's pretty cool his face uh, his mouth shit. splits open at the chin revealing an alien like tendril thing which attaches to priest and I've put here of course the Scottish actor dies first isn't is, isn't there like a Resident Evil like fucking zombie that does this uh, the liquor I think does something similar isn't there a zombie that does like oh yeah uh, some of the right I'm pretty sure that's uh, Resi 4 mm. That they have the ones where like the mandibles like break open. See, I haven't played. Uh, I haven't played any Resident Evil games. I've, I've only, played a few. I've only seen the movies, <laughs> and I know they're nothing alike. So. Yeah, yeah. There's... Hold on till that series comes, bro. <laughs> that that if we ever do that series, I might just pass away because like I fucking hate those films so much. That's how me and the friend. That's one of the ways that me and friend of the show Alice became pally. <laughs> she lent me the box set. <laughs> And you befriended her after that? Yeah. Because we both came to the agreement that Milo Jovovich is kind of hot, so... Okay, yeah, that's fair. Oh. Uh, so... <laughs> Milo Jovovich, Milo Jovovich! Ah! Uh, so Guillermo del Toro really starts showing his love for practical effects here with some gruesome body horror on the Reapers as they feed on the various members of the blood pack. Blech. One of the blood pack looks like he's been saved and then fucking lies about being bitten. Yeah, Lighthammer. Lighthammer does some pretty cool shit though. He fucking, oh yeah, he has uh, this big fuck off sledge that he like takes cunts out. Yeah, he managed to break one of them neck. Yeah, a spike, a spike comes at the other end of it. Yeah, mm. but this is like we talked about this more in vampires, and it's particularly egregious there because we're dealing with like shit hot vampire hunters, right? But this is a trope that I cannot fucking stand. Whether it's zombies, vampires, werewolves, I don't give a shit. When people like start like fucking hiding the bite, it's like. 
it just does my fucking nutting, man. It's one of the tropes that I cannot fucking stand. It's particularly egregious in this film, which we'll get into a little later, but in a later scene, I don't think I've got it noted down, but in a later scene, you can see that his wound is, like, oozing this, yeah. like, yellowy fucking, like, pus liquid. It's like, how the fuck does Nabdy fucking notice? There's also something that I want to pull up here as well. So, uh, the vampire, the Reaper vampire is feeding on Lighthammer here. Yeah. Um, like, bones start to come out of his back. Yeah, as he's feeding. That's never touched upon. Not, yeah, not <laughs> once again. So, like... So what the it, fuck was that about? Is he growing wings? I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna become like a more bony version of the the vampires in Van Helsing? I don't fucking know. But uh, outside, Scud manages to fend off the Reaper attack by switching on UV lights. Yeah, one of these Reaper guys is like covered in bandages as well. He actually looks pretty fucking freaky. He looks like yeah, he looks well cool. He looks like a vampire version of Hush. So he's just oh kinda, <laughs> fuck yeah! He's just <laughs> breaking through his window. <laughs> See, you went Hush. I went to kind of look. I thought he looked more like a Silent Hill nurse. Or, or we could go a little bit more movie related. He looks like a vampire version of Darkman. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, it turns out the Reapers are far more vulnerable to sunri- sunlight even than regular vampires are. With it basically immediately like just causing them to just bust. We've also uh, kind of skipped over Donnie Yen's one and only good scene in this movie where he's... Yeah, he has his fight scene with he has the a Reaper. Brief, brief fight scene where all he does is really walk and point at him yeah <laughs> but it is good like he's just won the Royal Rumble and he's pointing at the Wrestlemania sign aye know? so <laughs> next week we get a fucking awesome fight sequence between Blade and Nomak uh, with each actor showing they are fairly uh, considerable uh, martial arts prowess throughout this fight scene again this is one of the few fight scenes in the film that isn't over edited to fuck apparently looks so you actually see like... a lot of the so you actually get to see like the hits landing you see like the back and forth between the two actors Luke Goss didn't have a lot of martial arts training going into this didn't movie. Didn't have any. <laughs> he, did, he, he spent six weeks getting like fucking... But he fucking went all in for that six... And went like on a six week intensive course and fucking went for it. Uh, which then served him uh, even more so going into Bl- uh, going into uh, Hellboy 2 later on. Mm. Uh, in which he then kind of honed his skills a lot more. But Blade then manages to inject Nomak with an anticoagulant. Using like a kind of gauntlet thing that Scud invented. It hurts like fuck, but brief and briefly incapacitates Nomak, but doesn't kill him. The fight then continues through the room, which is full of scaffolding for some fucking reason. And again, it's a truly fantastic fight scene. Is like vampires, breaking through uh, bars. The and vampires like, are into DIY renovation. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> as they're like breaking through construction equipment, there's like dust flying everywhere. It's just a fucking good fight scene, which ends when day breaks. And Blade learns how badly the Reapers react to sunlight. It's like one tiny little like beam of sunlight catches uh, Nomak in like the side of his face, and he immediately like screams and fucks off. <laughs> Blade confronts Nisa, asking why she didn't tell him that the garlics, that the sorry, the Reapers were immune to silver and garlic, and he doesn't trust her and wants to know why Nomak left her alive. <laughs> well, to be fair, she doesn't know that they were immune. <laughs> She's just kind of. Hmm. Oh no, she does. No, she says we didn't know. <laughs> mm. Much later on, it's revealed that she did know. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, Priest East is now beginning to change into a Reaper, and the forces and the squad are forced to kill him. Uh, they manage to find a trapped Reaper below the nightclub and descend into its lair while Nisa examines the Reaper. No, wait, 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 no, wait. <laughs> so they kill Priest. They kill Priest, yes. Right, but it's hilarious. <laughs> 
How so? Because he's just fucking screaming, right? And Ron Perlman's just getting annoyed. So he's like, ah, so we put him out of this fucking misery. So they try to shoot him. Doesn't die. So yes. then uh, they fucking take... Um, does he take... Was it, is it fucking Donnie Yen that does it? He just cuts the his... He like, or cuts his head off. Where he cuts like the corner of his head off. Yeah. And then he just doesn't die. <laughs> so yeah. like, Blade shoots out a window. Yeah, and that kills him. That kills him, but like the little corner of his head is still, still alive. <laughs> you can see like that. He's just moving about. So like, you know, to, uh, you can just imagine the scene afterwards that isn't in this movie where they're just kind of like picking it up gingerly <laughs> and then putting it in the sunbeam. Yeah, <laughs> being like, uh, uh, gross, or or just like kicking it softly. Like, uh, just like... <laughs> <laughs> gross. Donnie Yen's just pushing it with the tip of his saw, just like. <laughs> This is fucked! <laughs> uh, yeah. So we then cut to the main vampire hideout as Damaskinos talks with Conan about the group's progress so far. He's eating like a fucking blood jello here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Conan expresses his concern for the mission, asking, How many more are you willing to sacrifice? Damaskinos replies, Everyone. As he goes into his little blood jello. He then says, Even with your own daughter. Oh. As he goes fully clothed. As he goes like his... fully clothed into a fucking bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, a literal bloodbath, by the way. He's not just killing cunts. <laughs> uh, back with the blood pack, Blade recognises the trapped Reaper as one of the guards from the blood bank at the beginning of the movie. They realise that the Reapers need a near constant supply of fresh blood before they start feeding on themselves, inevitably dying. Like a crack addict! <laughs> no Mac is the exception to this rule. In the main chamber, the group perform an autopsy on a dead reaper. Yeah, it's the same dead reaper. It's the same one, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scud opens up the reaper's mouth and we get a fucking awesome well, practical effect well, where we get like a proper thing. good look at like the insides of yeah, like, the reaper's mouth and stuff. Yeah, but here's an character thing, right? So, Go on. So Nessa's like, oh, open up his uh, jaw there. And he, Scud's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Until Blade looks at him and goes, sissy, right? Well... Because I've now had to watch this movie twice, and you know, after a revelation later on, it's clear that Blade just doesn't give a fuck about this guy. So yeah, he's just like, yeah, just do it. If you yeah. die, you die. Also, I had to watch this movie twice because. Uh, yeah, guess what? I need to do that for every movie we fucking cover. Uh, I usually do it once because I can usually remember shit, but this time I had to do it twice because uh, I had a mishap. So. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about that shit? Yeah. So normally. <laughs> Normally, when I watch a movie, I, I have a couple of whiskeys, you know, just sit there and have a good time. Well, uh, the week I watched this first, and I woke up with really bad neck pain. Don't know why, but I still have it, right? So, uh, and my mom has a bunch of, uh, you know, codeine lying around, just because... She had a bunch of... Because your mum's a drug dealer? Mm-mm. Well, she had, she, had, she, she had kidney issues, but she doesn't like taking codeine because it makes her ill. So she yeah, was like, so she just has it. Yeah, yeah, so she's like, hey, you can have some of this if you want. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I spent the entire day popping, popping codeine, right? And then as I sat down to watch the movie, out of sheer habit, I just poured myself and drank a whiskey. And I was two whiskeys in before I realized, I was like, I've been popping codeine all day. I probably shouldn't do this. So after the, so, you know, we get to the House of Pain. I have no memory of what the fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> I have vague recollections of what the fuck happened. But I remember just sitting there and being like, oh, no. <laughs> this was a bad idea. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, you know, oh. 
So I had to. Uh, so you had to watch the movie again to refresh your. Well, I say refresh your memory to fucking make the memory in the first place. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I remembered half of the movie, then you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, twice. Hmm. <laughs> I had to do three times for this movie. I watched it sober the second time completely. I watched it sober every time. Welcome to my hell. <laughs> <laughs> so as we open up the reaper's mouth we get a fucking gruesome practical effect and a proper good look at this it's an amazingly well-made dummy i will say this this sounds fucking awesome kind of reminds me of the bit from uh the first alien movie where they're um, yeah where they're poking at the the yeah yeah it's very similar to that uh we learn that uh, the virus is only carried in the reaper's tongues as they have a little barb that delivers the virus when they're bite uh, they have their bite is far stronger than the average vampire due to develop muscles along the mandible. And they're also venomous. Ooh. Carrying a kind of neurotoxin. In yeah, like and you tooth. were telling yeah, this this cycles back to last week where I was like, Oh yeah, neurotoxin. You're like, no, neurotoxin's a gas. Neurotoxin's a liquid. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. There you go. Neuroto- <laughs> neurotoxin's just a, a fucking classification yeah, for a type can, of it toxin. Can, it could be a liquid, it could be, it a can gas. be anything. There you go. So it kind of looks they, like condensed milk. It does a little bit. <laughs> uh, they continue the autopsy, cutting on the body to cupping, o- cutting open the body to then look at its organs. More great practical effects shots, again showcasing just how well made this dummy is. They find out that the heart is encased in bone. Well, it's not completely encased though, as it is vulnerable from the side. Ah, so you can do a little nice little which medieval preve- coup de grace. Yeah, which prevents them from being staked as uh, you struggle to find a silver stake long enough to get into the fucking side of some cunt unless you're there with a spear. Yeah, just do that. Blade, t- yeah. Blade tells <laughs> the vampires to be ready by sunrise. The pack are sceptical, but Blade reminds them that sunlight is their only advantage against these cunts and they need to prepare. Mm-hmm. Blade then gets upstairs and gets ready to administer a serum when he is interrupted by Nisa. She yeah, asked this, Blade, is, this is where I'm like, maybe, right, This maybe is where her kind of wooden acting comes through quite a I bit. I already made peace of what I am. <laughs> yeah. So Why do you asked, talk to us like this, Blade? Yeah. She <laughs> asks Blade why he hates vampires so much. He says it's in his blood. It is in my blood too. I was born a vampire. She hits back, reminding him that the thirst affects them all, saying, only difference is I made peace with what I am a long time ago. It's like David S. Goyer watched X-Men and was like that's speech from Storm basically yeah and was like I'm gonna make this shitter <laughs> yeah I'm gonna make this but a little bit bad hmm. <laughs> back in the garage Scud is attempting to create a UV flashbang alongside Whistler uh, Scud asks Whistler about the old days and tells him how he and Blade met uh, they test the grenade and it works a treat albeit with a short delay so he met Blade by having a threesome of vampires yeah he was having a threesome the vampires turned around tried to open him up Blade, uh, uh, Blade wasn't even there. He didn't even know they were vampires. He was just there having a wank, just watching them. Yeah, he was just... He was the voyeur. He was... <laughs> he was hiding in the cupboard with a Superman top on, fucking ripping the heat off it. <laughs> <laughs> then he hears the vampires. Do you think Blade whacks off to, like, vampire porn? Because he knows it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck opens a conversation like that? <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but uh. <laughs> Whistler just smacks him over the head a couple of times. What are you doing, you dirty bastard? <laughs> Why the hell are you doing that without Why? me? <laughs> Why don't you just look a regular alive pussy? 
You like a little bit of necrophilia there, Blade? But, it's not necrophilia if they're walking around and talking. Aye, there's a fucking shit. Would Shagging a vampire be necrophilia? I mean, uh, technically. But, but, but if they were born a vampire. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. That's, that's a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so a grey area. Yeah, if they were turned, definitely because they they were killed mm-hmm. to be a vampire. So uh, for all you Baldur's Gate Gate Three fans that want to pump a starion, uh, there you fucking go, shagging <laughs> deep guys. Uh, but uh, no, it's the, what the fuck is this conversation, man? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, we then queue up a classic two thousands gear up scene. Uh, set to Paul Oakenfold and Ice Cubes right here, right now. I'll be honest, tune's a banger. Right? That's this is fucking class, yeah. Uh, Blade lays out their plan. They harvest pheromones from the Reapers that will lure them into a trap, up, and then they set off the fucking uh, UV grenade. Uh, Scud reveals that he's wired a bunch of the nades together to make a big fuck-off bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Whist- yeah, Scud and Whistler, they do the little high-fives because they're, yeah. they're getting along now. Yeah. Uh, Whistler calls on Blade to accuse him of getting too close to Nisa. It looks to me like you're getting confused as to which side of the line you're standing on. You don't fuck dead girls. <laughs> you don't do Return of the Living Dead 3, Blade. You don't do it. Oh, fuck. Does that happen in that movie? That's what that movie's about. Fuck that. No, wait. Don't. Wait. No. Wait. <laughs> and it's done by uh, Brian Yuzna, so, you know... <laughs> Fucking Brian Yuzna. <laughs> Blade responds by reminding him of an old saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah, but closer. Blade's logic here is a bit shit because he's like... Because Blade is actively like engaging with the vampires. Whistler was in a fucking tank for two years. He wasn't doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were rolling with these vampires for two years. Like, he, yeah, there was he literally... No, he was literally rolling. That's how they moved him from place to place. They as lifted as, the tank and fucking rolled it. <laughs> as far as Whistler's concerned, he fucking shot himself. Then he woke up in fucking in a fucking dark dank room somewhere with Blade being like I'm gonna fucking kill you not these. necessarily he does mention that they woke him up every now and then to like fuck with him and like torture him and stuff uh, I could've fixed my leg yeah <laughs> they left my knee crippled on. <laughs> why did they turn like why did I make him like fucking sound like he's from like fucking Shettleston there I don't know <laughs> so- Shettleston's a lovely place I once witnessed a fucking are you taking the fucking piss Yes, but I once, <laughs> I once, I once witnessed uh, two junkies having a fight outside the liquor store there after it just opened at ten a.m. with one of them beating another one, going like, "Give me back my fiver! Give me back my fiver!" <laughs> I, had a, uh, I fucking love Shelton. It's a shame, but it's hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> cut to what uh, looks like the sewers underneath that club. It is uh, the sewers of these club. It is, yeah. So the squad fans out to look for the Reapers. Some, and I will say, some of the insults in this movie are fucking class. Like we said, Reaper calls uh, Scud a tote head at one point. Uh, and, then, and while they're all walking through, Whistler turns to Reinhardt and says, some of us can't see in the dark, nipple head. What are we supposed to do? He then gets given a set of infrared goggles. Yeah, there was another one where it's, uh, it's Whistler and Trooper where he's like, uh, I can't remember what he says, Trooper. He's like, you're one cunt here away from being Yeah, you're one cunt here away from he's being He's like, I love it when you talk something. dirty. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> I love when you talk to me. <laughs> uh, of course, the crew has split up, so shit starts going wrong. Yeah, why would you put Whistler with fucking Reinhardt and... Yeah! Chupa? I don't fucking know. This film's fucked. Blade, you little dick. Yeah, including Reinhardt and Chupa kicking the shit out of Whistler, uh, reasoning that it makes, makes them even since they'd lost a partner, so Blade needs to lose a partner too. 
If you're gonna do that though, actually no, I can see what I can see their logic. It was like they lost a guy that can like beat the shit out of things. They will make him lose guy who can beat the shit out of things. I was like, why not just kill fucking Scud? But that also gets revealed later on, I suppose. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Whistler manages to lay down a pheromone spray when he's knocked on the ground, and and Reinhardt leaves him and Chipper alone to go on a hunt. Elsewhere, the vampire that was bitten in a previous scene, uh, Light Hammer, has completed the transformation, scrammed a partner, and is ready to feed again. Yeah, he was put with Donnie Yen. They should have had a fight scene with Donnie Yen yeah, in this like, guy. We should have had the classic, like, big guy, wee guy fight scene. You know, where you've got, like, the big, heavy, strong guy, where, if, like, you know, he takes about three to five business days to hit you, but when he does, you're dead. Versus the, like, fucking, you know, nimble, quick, like, well, fucking... Like you know, basically death by a thousand cuts kind of guy. And you're in an enclosed space, so it could have been cool, like that, could, Shang, like that Shang Chi bus fight, you know. So. Or better yet, the fucking hallway scene from Daredevil episode two. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, the scene that directly inspired that motherfucking old boy. Yeah, that's a bunch of old guys though. This is just two. Yeah, I know, but it's like it could have been that kind of. Well, the bus fight scene was a bunch of guys as well. Yeah, they got Take taken out quick. It was a big motherfucker. Oh, Razor Fist? Yeah, well, yeah. That was his name. That is his name, Razor Fist, yeah. Ah, he's named... He's, he's got the same name as a right-wing YouTube channel, great. Oh, fuck, for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we then get a short chase scene as Lighthammer starts to chase that member of the team we mentioned earlier with the I red thought, hair. I also thought she was... Um, it's not her, I had to look this up. But I thought she was, um, in Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis's uh, French girlfriend. No, no, no. It looks person. like her. It do, they do look similar. Mm. Uh, so we get a short chase one of the team runs from the new reaper by climbing a ladder and opening a manhole killing them both with the sunlight that pours into the chamber oh so I don't know if uh, I think you missed out on it but Blade uh, he notices fucking dentures on the ground Right. Yeah, and I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, "There's like that's a pile crazy. of skulls." And then oh, yeah, he but that's the, some but dentures. yeah, there's a pile of skulls further away. But right next to the dentures, how how he didn't notice this, I don't know. Right next to the dentures, literally, right next to them, is a fucking rib cage. How the rib cage didn't get catch his eye first, but the fucking dentures did. I'm pretty sure the dentures were in the rib cage. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> how did he not notice this, <laughs> Blade? You're supposed to be fucking. Priorities, <laughs> big man. <laughs> Fucking priorities, right? Sort yourself out. I need to get some fake teeth, bro. He's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. <laughs> He's planning a trip to Turkey after this. <laughs> I'm going to kill me some uh, Turkish vampires. Yeah, and then get my teeth fixed. Ooh, and a hair transplant. Ooh. Oh, lovely. Uh, Reinhardt <laughs> manages to find a group of Reapers and then tries to set the big fuck-off bomb to take them out. Blade runs into Nisa and he finds her in a pool of water alongside Assad and yells out a warning but it's too late. Reapers emerge from the water, grab Assad and pull him under in what looks like a scene from Jaws as the blood just slowly begins to emanate from where he once was. Blade tells Nisa to run as he throws the UV nade and starts counting down. Meanwhile, Reinhardt fails to set the bomb as the handle sticks and Chupa continues to kick the shit out of Whistler who notices the Reapers gathering behind his attacker. They descend on Chupa, tearing him to shreds in what looks like kind of a classic, kind of a classic zombie movie scene mm. where, like, suddenly the horde just gets one, like that one character that everyone fucking hates, and they just rip him apart. It's kind of similar to that, but not quite as graphic. You should have been shouting choke on them if you really wanted to do that. Oh fuck yeah! Choke on him! Choke on him! <laughs> uh, we need to cover those movies at some point. Uh, Reinhardt runs and manages to lead a massive group of Reapers right to Nisa and Blade. He informs them that he left the bomb in the tunnel. Also, we see when Blade sets off this grenade. Yes. He didn't need to whip out his sword and fucking 
cut them off. He just did that. To he just fulfill. did that to look cool. He just he, to nobody because there's nobody there. <laughs> they all yeah. run away. Yeah, but we are watching. He just did that so he could get hard. You know, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the group behind them, uh, the group then begin to make their escape as Blade covers himself in pheromones and drops a UV nade, allowing Nissa and Reinhardt to run for it, while he stays behind to take out the group. Blade then makes his way to the bomb, and it's only now that Reinhardt tells him about the lever being stuck. By the stuck. way, Blade, did I mention that the, <laughs> the lever's stuck? Oh, uh, by the way, Reinhardt, did I mention you're a cunt? <laughs> did I mention the Nazis lost the war? So the group have now made their es- escape. Blade manages to set the bomb off while fighting off the Reaper horde. It goes off and Nisa and Reinhardt are forced to take cover underwater. They get burned though. Here's something that, that does kind of piss me off a wee bit, right? Mm-hmm. Water offers zero protection from your UV yeah, rays. Yeah, there's something else as well. The UV rays curve <laughs> around like the fucking yeah, pipes. They curve, and it looks like fire. I don't it's think like, light works like that. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Also, like, you see, after the after the UV after the UV bomb goes off, right? Yeah. Like all these fucking ashen corpses look like. It kind of looks like a fucking nook. Yeah, it off. looks like Pompeii. These fucking sewer workers are gonna have a fucking surprise. When oh they, my god! Yeah, it's like oh yeah, we've got a block drain pipe down there. We need to go clear that, and then downstairs, <gasps> and down there, it's just fucking Hiroshima. What so, the fuck? <laughs> down, down the sewers just been Nagasaki. So like, oh. <laughs> They go downstairs and all of a sudden they just do I don't want to set the world on fire. And I was just like, what the fuck? They just mm. hear three dog in the background going, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I killed him eventually. Oh, fuck you. I just found him annoying. Uh, the light dies down and we see Blade standing amongst the aftermath of the explosion. As we said, it looks like a fucking nuke went off. We then cut to Whistler who is confronted by Nomak. He says, you will survive this only to tell Blade about this ring, about the truth. He then whispers something in his ear and hands him a ring with the, some kind of crest on it. Hey, the fucking Debescu, or whatever the fuck his name is, is my father. By the way, I, just, just puts him on, gives him, gives him the funny handshake and just goes, my dad's in the Masons, and then fucks off. Yeah, the way the whistler's looking at him, he's like, whoa, whoa. As if he's getting like, really fucking tickled pink for his information. Uh, did you know that uh, I really like fucking milfs oh you, know, you didn't say oh yes you know what I have always wanted to try coprophilia oh, <laughs> vampires necrophiliacs and shit eaters ooh yeah <laughs> uh, so Blade finds Nisa unconscious by the water half of her face burnt up from the bomb see whenever you keep saying Nisa right I, I, for I know our, you're for, just picturing the corner yeah, shop yeah for our international audience the Nisa is a fucking chain of corner shops in the UK yeah, yeah it's, spelled, it, it's spelled N-I-S-A whereas Nisa in this film is spelled N-Y-double-S-A yeah, so like I'm pretty sure they say Nissa as well. I'm not sure, but um, depends on who's talking to her. But it's fucking hilarious because whenever you're saying like, oh, he finds Nissa, he just finds a whole entire building on the. Uh, he just finds a shop. He just finds a well-stocked corner shop that oh. is somehow unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get my cans of monster from here. <laughs> Fuck that case, either big man. It's been a hard day. Right. <laughs> oh, my tenants' lager. <laughs> nah, man, super tenants. As I said, it's been a hard day. So. <laughs> Well, because it's uh, still at a discounted price because idiots think it's got coronavirus. Let's get some corona. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> we'll probably end up talking about that if we do Fast and Furious, won't we? Oh, yeah, it's all a drink. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Blade finds Nisa unconscious by the water, half her face burnt up from the bomb. Uh, Blade then cuts his hand open and allows Nisa to feed on him. Now... Here's like an interesting point of order with regards to because they mentioned that vampires can't feed on other vampires. 
Right. He's only half vampire, though. So, like, but still has the, like... Well, he cut his human vein and not his vampire vein. Let's <laughs> okay. go with that. Let's go with that, okay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, this Blade... one has my red blood. This one has my green blood, yeah. like the vampire. <laughs> so, uh, Blade is then shot in the back by a bunch of vampire commandos with, like, taser guns. Uh, Conan then walks from behind him alongside Reinhardt and says, You've done a great job. Uh, Whistler has his escape cut short by the same commandos. Nisa wakes up from her unconscious state in the vampire hideout where Damaskino asks, what is it, my ah, daughter? Yes. She wakes up, the lights go on and her door opens. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> she replies, I have shamed the family crest. And we see the ring she is wearing, which is identical to the one Nomad gave Whistler. She asks if Blade is still alive. Cut to Blade, Whistler and Scud in a vampire <laughs> I don't know why, but my my brain just went cut to blade and whistler and the scud. Uh, <laughs> I was just fucking each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, cut to blade, whistler and scud in a chamber deep within the vampire hideout. Uh, blade realizes they took all his weapons, and scud reveals that they even went so far as to smash up their lab and all the equipment within. Whistler says they've been lying from it to us from day one. The Reaper stream didn't evolve; it was designed. Damascenos <laughs> reveals that the Reapers were a result of his attempts to rid the vampires of their weaknesses by combining DNA. Nomak was the first creation. Whistler asks Damaskinos how Nomak got the ring, and he replies that Nomak is in fact his son. He's my boy. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Reinhardt then steps forward. A uh, cool bit of continuity here that his face is actually all burnt up from the UV bomb. Mm, yeah, it's basically his whole entire uh, wife's side or something. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Damaskinos leaves the room and shoots Blade in the leg. Uh, Blade retaliates by arming the bomb in the back of Reinhardt's head, but it doesn't go off. <laughs> and that's when Scud starts laughing, revealing that he is a familiar of Damaskinos and the bomb was a dud. He reasons that pretty sure well, they're all going to be daywalkers and when that happens, I'd rather be a pet than cattle. What do you think of that? Blade replies, You're a little stoner bitch and I don't like you. That would be a better line. <laughs> uh, two things. One, I've been onto you since you, they turned you. Two, it's not a dud. Honestly, this is one too many twists for my liking. It plays like a shit Shyamalan movie where it's just like, Oh, by the way, but this is true. Oh, by the way, but this is true. Oh, by the way, but this is true. It just, it's like... As opposed to a good Shyamalan? No, yeah, we'll have one good, good one. Six Sense is pretty good. Yeah. 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 The Last Airbender. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I have no stake in this. I never watched <laughs> Avatar. The I know, but I know for a fact I just pissed off a lot of people and I'm so happy that I did. Uh, a friend of the show, Alice, bought a Blu-ray copy of that to watch it and then she set it on fire. <laughs> That's, that is a good response, by the way. That film is so fucking terrible. Yeah, but so anyway, after saying two, it's not a dud... And the blade then and it detonates the bomb and goodbye scud yeah, as he, he is just looks at it, he's like oh, fucking vaporized basically ah great yeah and then just blows up that's something uh, that's something you don't really see a lot in movies as much anymore where it's like uh, I what? don't know what they call it what the trope's called but it's like a character knows they're gonna die so they're just kind of like ah man <laughs> I call I like to call it the wily e. coyote moment well, where it's like you know one, the, wee, the wee sign comes just help the mm. best one's in Independence Day where it's uh, Jeff Goldblum's pal like the 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 really fucking gay guy where he's, yeah, he's yeah. in the, he's I can't remember his name but uh, he's he's in Mrs. Doubtfire as well yeah yeah but he's yeah. in the I car he's in the car he sees this wall of flames coming towards him he's like ah oh, crap yeah 
He's just so clearly tired of everything. It's like, ah, crap. Like, just, well, at least I'll be able to sleep just fucking now. done, yeah. Just like, <sighs> the speed release of death. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the guard shocks the shit out of Blade while Reinhardt takes Whistler away. Uh, cut to another room where Conan prepares a bed of spikes where Blade is dragged into the room by two guards. We're going to harvest everything, Blade. Yeah, your blood, t- your organs. Your bone marrow. Everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. They are essentially searching for the key to creating daywalkers, right? So they lay spike. So they lay Blade on, on the bed and the spikes come up from below. Oh, stabbing him all over his body. There was something about this that actually made me really uncomfortable. I don't know what it was. I think, for me, it's the fact that he gets stabbed in the knee. Like, know, in the it, back of the knee and it comes out for the top. That, like, oh, no, when fuck he, when that. He, when he got stabbed at first, I was fine, but then they went back down slightly. Yeah, what happens? Kinda... So the spikes come up and then, like, little syringes pop up from the top of the spike and then they come back down, injecting him. Yeah, that kind of got me a little bit... Yeah, yeah, double dipping. A little like that. Meanwhile, Reinhardt tries to intimidate Whistler with Blade's sword. Uh, unbeknownst to him, Whistler has managed to free himself from his cuffs. Outside many, the building... How many vampires do you think he's killed for this? Not enough! Yeah. <laughs> Outside the building, we see no Omak awaiting. Oh, uh, This is also oh, kind of relevant to the follow-up conversation we had earlier. Uh, my phone constantly autocorrects him to Novak. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because i played a shit ton of New Vegas, but yeah. Fuck knows why that's a thing. Uh, cut to Nisa who confronts her father about the film's events he grabs her by the throat I thought you were just a nice little old vampire that likes to eat a va- a blood jello and yeah. <laughs> with genetically modified freaks yeah. but no you are evil Aye. And so he grabs her by the throat and tells her that family means nothing to him compared to the ascendancy of our race bit fucking creepy mate uh, back with Blade he whiskers no m- he whiskers I'm fucking done uh, <laughs> he just becomes a cat he whispers Nomak's name and informs Conan that he wants revenge on those who created him no, he doesn't know where we are us, he doesn't know this location Blade replies now he does how does he? he followed oh. he followed them from the Reaper hideout fair enough <laughs> an alarm goes off and we cut to Nomak as he storms through the base taking out guards like they're nothing uh, meanwhile, Reinhardt is distracted by the alarm, so Whistler gets up, knocks the dickhead out, grabs Blade's stuff, and escapes through a vent in the Can floor. Can I also just talk about the the base that they're in? Right, I don't. It's I'm, very Resident Evil, and it's all like kind of silver and sci-fi. Yeah, but it's strange. It looks like a sort of brutalist building on the outside, right? Yes. Then they go in, and it's all sci-fi. It looks like the it looks like the basement of the fucking X Men Academy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, they enter, they go into one room where a fucking yeah, it's like an old lives, castle, and it's like old castle-y shit. Yeah, it? it's very it's, inconsistent. It's kind of cool looking, but it's like, why do vampires just want to live in old castles all the time? Why can't they just? I don't fucking know. And why? Why is the house of why? Like, you see the house of pain. It's a safe house, right? Yeah. Why can't they just clean it up on the inside? <laughs> yeah. They're all just living in filth <laughs> Aye, for no fucking reason. Uh, I don't know. So, Conan then watches the security feed in awe when he is suddenly gunned down by an unseen shooter. He drops to the ground dead and Whistler rises up through the grate in the floor holding Reinhardt's pistol. Oh, so we should also mention the, this guy, was his name Conan? He's a familiar, yeah. 
well yeah he's a familiar but um, his day job is that he works for like the UN he's like the world yeah. health they couldn't call it the world health organization because that's a bit too on the nose they called it something else uh, the European health commission or something like that. so it's like you, I guarantee you some like fucking chuds watched this movie and were like I told you there's fucking vampires in the in the, in the, uh, in the world yeah. I told you they're all the Jews that sort of thing so <laughs> fucking hell okay no, they're watching this being like this, this whole film series is an allegory for how the Jews win the world <laughs> and, they're, and they're secretly vampires <laughs> oh. I hate the fact that you're probably right like that, <laughs> I hate that there's a non-zero percent chance that people that think like that are out there <laughs> It, it, it just it, it depresses me moving on <laughs> uh, he frees Blade from the table but the daywalker is unresponsive he needs blood blood Nomad continues his rampage feeding on every guard he comes across while screaming out father again I, I could not help but think of the fucking IT crowd is nice. it just a, father yeah. <laughs> father <laughs> Unhand me, priest! <laughs> no, it's not even that. Speak, priest! <laughs> no, no, it's when they start fighting and slapping each other. He goes, unhand me, priest! No, 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 the priest starts speaking at one point. He's like, speak, priest. So, that, that's later. There's two oh. jokes they do with the same punchline, basically. Whatever. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Matt Berry. Matt Berry. Yeah. Uh, who is also famous for his own bit of vampire media. He is in the What We Do in the Shadows uh, TV the series. Thing. I haven't seen that. I, it's I, fucking great. I fucking love him. In, um, did you ever watch Toast of London? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that show was great. Yeah. Uh, you know the Clem Fandango. Yes, you know the guy that that isn't Clem Fandango, the guy that sits next to him in the recording booth. Yes, uh, that's an actor called Tim Downs who also plays Gale in Baldur's Gate Three. Clem Fandango, right? Mm-hmm. He is in season three of Penny Dreadful as uh, Doctor Jekyll. Hell yeah! And he doesn't turn into Mister Hyde. If they did season four, he would have. But uh, you know, but the show got cancelled. <laughs> but yeah, so. The show got cancelled more than ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, and you're still crying about it. You it's because it was boy. good. It's because it was fucking good. <laughs> it was actually really good. Anything I can watch, Ava Green get her fucking tits out, and I'm happy. Okay, right. That's... <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> so, yeah, screaming out for his father, uh, Damaskinos retreats into a bunker within his chambers with Nisa. I like how confident he's like, he will never get through here. He's Motherfucker, just, he's just cla- he's just casually opening doors and getting through. Although the Reapers, right? This is something I noticed yes. the entire time I was watching this movie. Uh, something it was a question that popped into my mind a few times in this movie. Go on. So the Reapers are super strong. Yes. Yeah, they can't fucking smash a window in a van, like a fucking Scud's van. They do again eventually. It takes them a while. And and right. Could be reinforced glass. Remember, this is meant to be like a fucking battle van, basically. Yeah, but they're also super strong. But then, like, uh, he's all... Not all of them. Remember, if they need to feed constantly, if, as soon as they stop feeding, they start to deteriorate. Uh, Nomag's that... been feeding off a bunch of cunts, right? And so he is in super base, strong because he is just fed. But you can't open an elevator door. I don't fucking know why. Maybe plot. it's deadlocked or something. Plot fucking armor. Plot, yeah. <laughs> plot armor. You can't open an elevator door. So, and... Anyway, uh, Whistler carries Blade through the facility, propping him up on his shoulder... Reinhardt then stops him from getting any further as he opens fire on them both with a shotgun. Uh, Whistler shouts at Blade to get out. Instead, he crawls toward and falls into, after being shot by Reinhardt, a pool of blood in the centre of the lab. He doesn't get shot by him, he, just, he misses. No, no, he catches like just underneath him and then that causes him to fall. He gets him. No, the shot, yeah. Now, we wanna, I think both of us want to talk about this fucking blood. 
It's, it looks so bad. Yeah, it's completely you know unnecessary. It looks to the, like fucking to the plot and all that shit, but it does just look like water they died red. It looks like fucking Kool Aid, man. Like it's so shit. Not only that, but when like Blade like rises up from like the blood pool, the blood just fucking pours off him. Like none of it like sticks to him. Like it doesn't like better films like the descent. Yeah, he falls into a massive pool of ocean spray cranberry juice. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Well, at least it'll taste good. But yeah, so he's rejuvenated from the bloodbath and then we have ourselves a fucking fight. Uh, the soundtrack kicks in and it's time to fucking go. Uh, for all this film's flaws, the fight scenes are fantastic. And the soundtrack, while quite dated, uh, not in the sense that there's shit that's said that you kind of get away with now in the sense that it's very much like 2002 fucking mm. uh, hip-hop. It is perfection for the kind of movie that you're watching. Yeah, he's fucking smashing people's heads and shit. So... It's this great. so this initial like group fight against a bunch of guards is fantastic, leading up to a one-on-one battle between Blade well, and like, Reinhardt before, before, that is before, underwhelming as fuck. Before he does the fight though, the last guard he takes down, he fucking does a pretty good-looking uh, standing suplex. Yes, he does a standing suplex. Right. Oh no, yes, I wanted to talk about this shit. I forgot to note it down. This fucking suplex, right? It is a gr- the suplex itself is great. However, in one move. That is a standing suplex. There are four separate cuts mm-hmm. during the course of this one move that show different angles of it. Essentially, ensuring that you see as little of the move as possible. Which is yeah. fucking annoying because he does it insanely well. Yeah. Whether it's actually Wesley Snipes doing the standing suplex or it's a fucking stunt I'm double, fairly I'm fairly certain I'm, it's a stunt double. I'm fairly certain as well there would have been wires on him as well. Yeah. But, like, the amount of fucking cuts that occurs in this is so egregious and so pointless. And it makes the fight scene... And it's particularly bad because this is a post-Matrix movie. So we've already seen how to do fight scenes well mm. in this. Especially these types of fight scenes have already seen... We've already brought that element over then from... again... Uh, kind of, sort of, Kung Fu films and whatnot, and, like, kind of Cantonese cinema and whatnot. Yeah, but then again, this is directed by Guillermo del Toro in his first actiony sort of thing. It is his first shot, yeah, and he would do much better. There is little uh, bits of with, action. Like, the hell, with like Hellboy 2 and whatnot. There is little bits of action and mimic, but it's not like heavy it's action. It's not heavy duty, yeah. Uh, but so like, it's I think so it was just like, I think it was just a case of doesn't really know how to do it yet. So. See, I can kind of excuse that to a certain degree. However, it's so much of it, but there are so many films that came out during this time that had that exact same editing style. Mm-hmm. Where like, the worst example I can think of of is actually this film it is that suplex where one move and you get like four or five different angles of it in the process of the uh, move being you've taken also got, out what was it Taken 3 where he's Taken 3 is much later on I know, but, I, I is, know, but he's like, like he's, he's jumping, jumping a fence, fence yeah and like, I think there's like six separate cuts in that I think it was although, more I think it was 18 oh fucking 18 yeah that is although I will admit that I can understand a little bit better because it's trying to hide the fact that Liam Neeson is old uh, <laughs> at the point that they were filming that you see Liam Neeson gets drunk on a regular basis that he just pisses himself all the time what? Have you not seen this? The, uh, if, look up, look up. Wait, after. is this real or are you taking the piss? No, this is real. Look up after this. If you look up Liam Neeson drunk photos, he's always taking photos of people and he's like pissed his pants. Uh-huh. This is just a regular occurrence for him. Okay then. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or feel sad. So why not both? <laughs> uh, so it's the, the, this all leads up to a one-on-one fight between Blade and Reinhardt, and this is really fucking underwhelming right because yeah, we're set be- up for this big fuck off fight Reinhardt has been acting like an absolute dick for the entirety of this movie it's not even really a fight it's and all we get of- is just a short back and forth between the two 
And then he cuts him in half. I did like the really cheesy dialogue. It was like, as my father said after he killed my mother, right before he killed my mother, sometimes you gotta do things yourself. <laughs> like, oh. Okay, Reinhardt, thanks for that backstory. <laughs> right. And then, what was it? Before Blade kills him, he was like, do you blush? <laughs> no, no, no. It's before. It's he like, another thing my father used to say, and then Blade cuts him in half and goes, do you blush? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he cuts him in half like. Um... Vertically, he bifurcates him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah doesn't look that great but it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> and then we get another fucking cheesy as hell shot when Whistler like tosses Blade his sunglasses and he catches them with one hand and puts them on slowly yeah The Rock did that once in real life yeah no it was pretty good it was pretty cool no it was cool when The Rock done it because it was real life but this is like yeah. CG shit and it's bollocks yeah that's uh, something we should mention there's certain shots in this right where Guillermo del Toro was stated right a lot of the fight scenes in this he took a lot of inspiration from uh, uh, anime Yes. And uh, so there's certain shots in this where the camera will go right up close to whoever's getting punched as they're flying, you know, so it looks like PS2. So it looks graphics. like a really good, like, impact shot, but unfortunately, yeah. it has a close up shot of fairly cheap 2000, early 2000 CG. So it looks like shit. Yeah, and then it looks really awkward. It looks really odd as well when, like, they land and then it becomes, like, the person again. So it's very, it's very strange. Yeah. Um,. Some of it looks okay, but some of it looks okay. But whenever the camera is like properly focused in on it, it looks terrible. Yeah, and Del Toro's said before, like this is that's one of the aspects he's really disappointed in this movie. I don't think he likes this movie very much. Oh no, he doesn't. But uh, he mentions the CG and he mentions the script, and I don't think he liked working with David S. Goyer very much. No, not at all. Um, But you know whatever yeah. <laughs> he, he, he works with CG later on in his career and it works out fine for him he certainly does yeah so after tossing Blade's sunglasses Whistler takes aim at the vampiric embryos was in the centre of the lab and destroys them uh, with Reinhardt's pistol That this is one thing I remember from my uh, Codeine watch where <laughs> where um, Whistler starts shooting at the thing but because I was yeah. fucked I was sitting there I was like oh my god he's turned on Blade because <laughs> I thought he was just shooting at Blade <laughs> but you know I was wrong <laughs> Jesus fuck. Oh my god, he's firing at his back. What a coward. So, so Damaskinos continues his escape, but is stopped by Nisa, who resets the security and locks them both in the building. Are you insane? As these emergency <laughs> shuttles start coming down, the line read here is so fucking good. I just made him sound like Jerry Seinfeld something. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you insane? And you weirdly weren't far off from how it sounds. <laughs> Uh, Nisa then says, isn't it sad that you died not by the hand of your enemy, but by that of your own children? Jesus Again, Christ. so fucking clunky, the, right, the writing they... is so clunky. This has nothing to do with her performance. The line itself, like, I cannot think of how to say that line in a way that, like, is actually compelling. Mm. Like, it's so, like, it's so, like, such a fucking mouthful. Anyway, we then, ent- we then see Nomak enter the frame. Uh, Damaskinos tries to talk his way out of the predicament, promising a cure for Nomak and telling him to take his place at his father's side. Nomak's just a really we edgy get, boy. We get a fucking phenomenal line from Nomak here, which I actually really like. Why are you it, trembling? Yeah. It's said in the vampire language, it says, if what you say is true, then why does your voice tremble so? And that is just... Then he bites down on the elder vampire's neck, informing him that he will not turn into a reaper. He's just going to fucking die. Oh, yeah, and all the all the sort of looks like um, it looks like uh, fucking ectoplasm uh, from the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it looks like green blood coming out of him. 
Yeah, it looks like a, what's it called? Um, antifreeze. It looks like antifreeze. Oh, yeah, it does look like antifreeze. Yeah. Apparently, this that was done so that they wouldn't get a uh, fucking NC seventeen. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he too much blood. It, yeah, uh, Damaskinos crawls to Nisa, who removes her family ring and drops it in front of the dying vampire. His death is confirmed by some dodgy CGI uh, with a crack appearing on his face. Yeah, he like, turns looks, to stone or it something. It looks so fucking stupid. I, I don't like it. Just let him die. Uh, next, Nomak then bites Nisa, but is interrupted by Blade. Also, right. Mm, so she's <laughs> she's like, oh, finish the circle, right? But she's like, yeah. fucking. It looks like she's about to fucking take her top off. Ah, it's, it's creepy. It's like, I'm going to show you my tits as you bite me. But Yeah, she's... that's fucking weird, yeah. But she's just trying to like expose her neck, but it looked fucking dodgy. It's like, I don't know where we're watching the dreamers here. Huh? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> we get some more dodgy CGI's. Blade jumps down to attack Novak, stabbing him. Novak? Him in the sh- fucking Novak! Ah, he's fighting the giant dinosaur. He's fighting yeah. the dinosaur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, jumps down to attack Nomak. That autocorrect fucked me hard there. Uh, blade that in brings his sword out and into his shoulder and snaps the blade off into his body. Nomak remo- removes it, throws it to the ground, and then we get our big final fight. <laughs> which again, while having some kick-ass moments in it, is severely underwhelming for how much it was built up. All the CG. Because, again, there's so much CG. It's over-edited as fuck. So you see, like, you actually see a punch land, like, I think maybe four times in the entire fight. I didn't actually keep count, the but only it's thing, very low. The only thing I noticed that landed, and I think I only noticed it because, again, it's a, a wrestling move, whereas um, Nomak does an elbow drop. Yes, he does a great elbow drop on him. Yeah, he goes off Shawn Michaels on him. Not only does he land the elbow drop, but it causes, the elbow drop causes Blade to cough up blood. Oh, so he Randy Savage. Did you ever, yeah. did you ever hear about this? Uh, I think um, I did, yeah. Well, later on in Randy Savage's career, so like late 90s WCW, mm. um, Savage had a lot of, I, I think it was like shoulder and rib injuries. So like when he did the elbow drop, yeah, the only way he could do it without causing himself serious injury was to actually like fucking do it. Mm. <laughs> so, when it so people hated working with him because he would like fucking lay it in as well. Yeah, because so, you would have to without, uh, you know, basically piercing a fucking lung uh, so you've got like a massive 275 pound man just like fucking, just fucking falling <laughs> dropping on dropping his elbow on you yeah fuck that shit <laughs> Shawn Michaels elbow drop always looked pretty good though oh he yeah, was, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was shit hot with him uh, CM Punk used to do it as well ah, he, he his, his good, weren't as good I'll be honest yeah <laughs> even he says that though Shawn Michaels is up there though uh, even yeah. CM Punk says his weren't that good yeah. so at least he's aware yeah <laughs> At least he's self-aware about something. Yeah. Uh, you can barely... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we can barely... As I said, you can barely see most of the hits landing. The fight is, like, almost 50% CG for the most part. And it's just them flipping about. And this is where the kind of anime inspiration really comes in, as we see, like, these, like, impact shots of, like... Like uh, Nomak landing on the ground and doing like the superhero landing and like punching down. Yeah, the, the, floor other, the cracks. other the other fight scene where it's really evident is when uh, Nissa and Asad appear as the ninjas. Yeah, yeah, that's another beginning. big one. Yeah, and especially in front of like the god lights and all that. Yeah, shit. that's very, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah. So Blade finally he manages to finish the fight by picking up the broken blade on the ground and staking him through the heart through his side. Yeah, the coup de grace. Essentially, yeah. The two fighters collapse to the ground and Nomak says his parting words to Blade. He says, it's strange. It hurts. It hurts no more. <laughs> then he pushes it in He further. then takes the blade and pushes it in further, killing himself. Oh, little edgy boy. Mm. Also, why... why Every other uh, 
every, like every other Reaper vampire explodes. He just kind of he just kind of fizzles. Melts. Yeah, <laughs> fizzles out. He kind of Thanoses like yeah, well, of, Thanos snap. Yeah, just he, dusts. Yeah, he kind of flakes off. And yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blade gets up and holds Nissa in his arms as she begins to turn. She says, "I want to die while I'm still a vampire. I want, to, I see want to see the sun." Blade carries her outside to watch the f- sunrise for her first and last time in her life. And then this is one bit where the change in like the death scenes really kind of comes to the fore. Because whenever in the first movie, whenever a vampire goes to sunlight, it is fucking gruesome. They like partially melt, they're burning up, eventually they fucking just burst into flames it's and kind of fall gory. apart. It gory. is gory as fuck. Here, they just, it's like Thanos snapped them. Just fucking... A, there is one thing I wish... I, I, I do... I can kind of get it because if you were to put that gory a death scene at the end of this, which is supposed to be like a coup de gras, like, you know, mm. fucking like a mercy kill almost, and he takes her out into the sun, she just starts going... <laughs> yeah. this was such a mistake I want to see the sun blade I don't think you do (laughs) I really don't think you do I don't know but there's one it's not all it's cracked up to be trust me there's one thing that annoyed me in this movie right among many things but there's one thing that annoyed me in this movie go on earlier in the film before they go into the house of pain yes uh, Scud gives uh, Blade these like he attaches them to his fist and it puts like CO2 CO2 air into like whoever he Yes, punches. so it's basically these like gauntlets that will inject them with the anticoagulant stuff from the first movie. Yeah, that would have been cool to see again because they're not... He attempts yeah. it on... No, it's how they establish that Nomak is... Uh, practically uh, invincible. It's practically invincible because yeah. he does stab Nomak with but it I and it does nothing. I would have liked to have seen it again if he just does it to some other vampires and make them explode, but no. Yeah, do it to... It never Dam- comes back. To Damaskinos or something, but no. They make this whole point being like, yeah, it does all this shit, it does all this, and it's going to be cool. And it- I think it's mostly used to establish how powerful Nomak is. It's just like, I've got this super badass vampire killing weapon. I know, Use but, it against but, him and then it doesn't work. But hear me out here, right? Why didn't he? Why couldn't they just use that? Why couldn't they have a proper fight with Reinhardt and he does that? See, and kills yeah, him that, that I would have accepted. That would have been fucking great if that's how Reinhardt went out. Because he's a normal vampire. So, yeah, so it know. would work on him. But nah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so the final shot of the film is we cut to a porn shop in Times Square. Not Times Square, it's in London. Oh, is it in London? I thought it was Times Square. It even says London. <laughs> I was not paying attention. It's, uh, it's Piccadilly Circus. Ah, fucking yeah, it's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, it's our Times Square. Yeah. Well, it's, it's England's Times Square. We don't Hit have... shite. We, do we even have any... There's a big screen in Glasgow, but it's just... Uh, uh, George... <laughs> George Square. George Square, that's your Times Square, it's George Square. Ah, it doesn't even have any screens on it. Uh. Instead of screens, it's just pigeons and knife crime. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So Pigeon's think, knife crime is sectarianism. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Uh, the vampire who escaped Blade at the start of the film uh, is then walking into what looks like a peep show. Oh, he sits down in the side of the glass, I, right, right, I have gets a, a couple, before you, puts before down you a couple of razors for Bef- some fucking reason. Yeah, before you continue, right? Yeah. Is this uh, porno theatre run by vampires? I don't know. It's not really... It's not really stated whether it is or not. Because he goes in and he's like, are these girls alive? And the guy's like, well, the last time I checked. And he's sitting down and he brings out razor blades. And yeah. And also fucking tissues. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. So I'm like, is this a vampire place or does he just really want to feed? I don't know. I don't fucking know. But anyway, the light comes up on the other side of the glass and Blade is he's just doing a there. sexy dance. And no, he's, he's not. No, he's, he's not. a banana hammock. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's just stood there staring at him and just says, you didn't think I forgot about you, did and you? And he impales him with his cock. Stabs him in the... <laughs> He 
he stabs him in the forehead with his actual steel and silver sword. Yeah, work with that one, you cunt. His <laughs> steel and silver sword is what he calls his cock when he's wearing a condom. Yeah, fuck you, that's not... <laughs> he stabs him with his dick. And that's Blade 2. <laughs> it's... Uh, I want to like this movie so much more than I did. Like, I was so... Because the first one is... Yes, it has its flaws, and we kind of go into detail on that in the episode where we were talking about Blade, but, like... It's such an underwhelming follow-up to such a good fucking movie. And the potential's there. You can see where this film could have been fucking phenomenal. But it just falls short in one too many places. Yeah. Anyway, here's how I knew that this movie was probably going to be disappointing. Because this was the first time watching me, right? Same. Same here. So, obviously... I've heard people talk about the first movie, about how good it is, right? Yes. And obviously I've heard people talk about the third movie, which we haven't done yet, but we'll get to it. Yes, and people um, tend to talk about how shit that is. Uh-huh. But whenever I hear anybody talk about this one, I always hear them go like, oh yeah, the House of Pain bit's really cool, but then nothing and else. And nothing else, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. See, I've heard quite a few people state this is their favourite of the trilogy, and I honestly have no fucking clue why. I think it's just because Guillermo del Toro did it, and they're big fanboys, but... Possibly, know, yeah. But, but like, like, it's barely a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah, it's it has almost none of the DNA, except from, like, a couple of key design elements with the Reapers. And I think that's what I think that's also primarily why I was disappointed in this fight, because I like del Toro. I like him for the most part. I haven't seen everything he's done, but what I have seen, I like, right? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm in the same boat. I'm not a mega fan, but I have seen a good chunk of his work and I do thoroughly enjoy it yeah so I'm like eh, this could be good and then I watch it and it's just another bog standard 90 well early 2000s action yeah movie. it's not like, really right. much to write home about I mean if you're I mean I wouldn't necessarily say avoid it at all costs like if you're curious and you want to see it by all means there's good stuff to be enjoyed in this movie but ultimately it's kind of forgettable when they end up uh, even more so for Jacob because he was half his tits but that was besides <laughs> point just stick with the first movie <laughs> Just, yeah, if you're... Just stick with the first movie. But yeah, I mean... I better, yeah, watch Daybreakers. It's fucking hilarious. Just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> we can hey, cure vampirism by setting ourselves on fire in hey, the you sun. Were, yeah, you weren't expecting that shit, were you? Oh. Right, no. Willem <laughs> Dafoe with a crossbow. Fuck yeah. That's a movie we need to do at some point. That was a... I haven't seen I that. I really like that movie, I'll be I honest. I haven't seen that since uh, my green out days. So, I haven't seen it since it came out. <laughs> Uh, I never saw it when it came out I watched it on Netflix when Netflix had an interesting choice in movies yeah um, oh, I remember those days but yeah Blade 2 I mean would I recommend it I, I would recommend it if you really like the first one you want more but like uh, if I was I couldn't see myself yeah I couldn't see myself recommending this to anybody either if, even if they really liked the first film because I loved the first film and I did want was excited to see more but it's just a fucking letdown <laughs> yeah yeah Ah, well, Marvel movies, they're always hit and miss. Uh, yeah, this, very much so, even this in was the more of a, This is more of a miss than a hit, but it wasn't horrible. No, not at all. Far from it. I mean, it's... It's not as bad as Captain America. Certainly not. I don't think anything really <laughs> could be. Uh, but I'm sorry, Han. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you did ask. <laughs> you're not sorry in the fucking slightest. No, I was very giddy when I sent it to Yeah, me. exactly. Like, I'm going to cause you pain! <laughs> but, <laughs> you little shit. But... Yeah, so that was our discussion regarding Blade 2. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's next in the docket, Jacob? Well, next week, we're heading back to the West Cravenverse. Yes, and, we uh, are. To do his absolute classic, 
Nightmare um, on Elm Street. I am so fucking ready. Mm. <laughs> fucking love Nightmare. I need to preface this. I have seen this, obviously. I've seen all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Nightmare on Elm Street is not my favourite of the big slasher franchises, but it's up there. I like it. It is. It's my favourite of and, the big uh, slasher. I just want to reiterate this, though. Uh, we are covering Nightmare on Elm Street and New Nightmare, but... We are only beca- we will only be covering films that were directed by Wes Craven. I know and he wrote. Own- I know he wrote part three, but he we're not wrote doing part it. three. But he had nothing to do with it from a directorial standpoint. Therefore, we are not going to be covering it. We will later on down the line and potentially cover like the full franchise, and we will go through it then. But for the time being, we are only focusing on films that Wes Craven directly had a hand in. From the director's chair. We're really? not talking about stuff that he just produced or fucking... Thing. Otherwise, we would be here you're, until fucking, like, 2030 yeah, and, uh, covering uh, this shit. The only movie that we're not going to cover that he did is uh, Music of the Heart. <laughs> Cause... Because we can't find it anywhere. Yeah, and I also don't really want to watch a Meryl Streep Oscar bait movie, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is it's that just, too. It's but just like, not I, my thing. <laughs> there is that too, but honestly, I've, I've tried to find it, like, uh, yeah, I've tried through multiple it, yeah. means... And uh, uh-huh. it's just impossible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened with that one. But. Yeah, it just fucking disappeared. Well, whatever but be yeah. next So be sure to join us next week for our, our return to Wes Craven with Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, spooky dreams, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.